Um, welcome, distinguished uh, gentlemen, women, and anyone off the binary. Let me tell you now that this is a filmer's appreciation podcast. This is first things first. Pop some popcorn as you listen to this. Um, second thing, second, grab yourself a, a cold soda. Mm-hmm. Or you could ask a teenager to make you a coffee with the coffee machine that nobody at the movie theater ever uses. Who has a, who there's a, there's a rare breed that use that have a hot drink at a movie theater. <laughs> well, when I'm watching a cozy Oscar nominated film, that's about emotions and feelings. What was the, what did uh Trevor Noah call like Oscar movies again? <laughs> it's like, Oh, Oh yeah. He, he yeah. There's something like that. His whole thing was just like, they're like, they're, they're like homework there's a movie. movies. They're homework there's a movies. Movie. Yeah, homework movies. Yeah, movies about like a grandma is like if it doesn't have a guy with a gun in it. Oh my head! Ugh, I'm, Dune, I'm Dune the was guy. the ultimate homework movie because it was based on a book. <laughs> yeah, I it have to remember like eight names, and I don't have twenty five episodes. To... It's so funny to me that they're homework movies when like Trevor Noah strikes me as like a prestige TV guy who watches yeah. thirty fucking episodes of like some bullshit Netflix show. Well, see, that's better because you could do it on your couch, but. If you you have to go to the theater, and that's the problem. That's the problem <laughs> yeah. with America right now. <laughs> was he one of those people who got so mad about Shang Chi not coming to the Disney Plus thing? You know, when I was when I was at the theater today, uh, I I there was a there's an ad that um that Cinemark. I think they have their own brand of ad saying like it's not cinematic if it's not Cinemark, <laughs> and uh, and they do they rebrand it for like every movie that's coming out because and they show like they show you like a tiny tiny like version of like film. And it's like the size of a TV. It's like, do you want to watch it on a screen this size or this size? And this time they said, it's not Sonic if it's not Cinemark. And it was, <laughs> it was pimp. And it was like Sonic, you know, snowboarding and shit. And it's like, yeah, Hell you know yeah. what? You're right. I would never dare see see this for the first time. In I haven't my own played home. Sonic on a TV since I was uh, four years old. But <laughs> you know what? You're right. I think I would experience it a lot better if I could play Sonic uh, 2 on my Genesis in a theater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, anywho, we, <laughs> we're off topic and you know, and it doesn't, those commercials don't really matter to you, Alan, cause you practically live at the freaking cinema. Me and Alan, we both live at the freaking cinema. We, but we have slippers there. Sometimes we sleep in a bathroom stall when we <laughs> wake up in the morning, the, the teenagers who work there, look at us and go, bonjour. What, what fancy You're, French they, film are they you call, They today? do call you diamond Jim at the theater. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. They say bonjour, Diamond Jim. Uh would you like your popcorn and your uh morning uh morning mellow yellow? And I say Merci <laughs> And I watch The French Dispatch, my favorite French film that's in French, I think, maybe. I'm there for the rave events. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> the soap party? No, 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 no. The rave, rave events when they do like a concert a screening, they call that a rave event. At the oh, is that what Cinemark's? I think Regal. Wait, what's the name of the third party service that Regal uses? I can't. Is remember. it just Regal events? I think it might be Regal events, but they do this with rave events. Like every time there's like an anime movie, like they do like a re-screening of like Princess Mononoke or something. It's like a rave event. I told you about the time I went to Spirited Away in uh, our local Regal theater. Mm. And it was me, my sister, and every goth per- goth couple in Fuck Portland, yes. Oregon. <laughs> it was so like you should have invited like me. So I, 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 you you should have invited me. I would have been there sniffing around for singles. 
you were like, if somebody's fighting out outside the lobby, like the fuck, I had a tattoo appointment today. You said the movie was only gonna be an hour and a half. You just move it, move in so quick. Like I'm, I'll, I'm I'll dre- drunk I'm, a lady. I'm I'm dressed up as like the no face guy, <laughs> just like uh, in the theater. Like, come, hey, anybody interested? <laughs> You know, <laughs> of all the Miyazaki characters who people get um, sexually aroused by, it's probably No Face. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Duh. He's rich. He's got money. Yeah, think about it. And these are the kind of cinematic references we make. We we talk about homework movies that make Trevor Noah want to rip his hair out. Because he only watches stuff on airplanes that are about, um, you know, that are PG-13 versions of better movies. And that's what um we we don't we don't ascribe to that stuff we love homework i love homework i love i and i'm I'm writing a, a movie report for every uh movie i <laughs> i watch too and I mail you to actually you turn your phone's brightness on as high as possible and you have a bright you do not go into dark mode you have that bright white note screen you actually sought out like a special notes app that is brighter than the generic apple bright uh notes app Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm juicing my phone. <laughs> I got it plugged in. I have to have my phone plugged in for it to work like that. I I uh, I I I my I jailbreaked my phone like it was 2013 again, and I cranked the bright the brightness beyond the manufacturer's limits. That's so pimp, dude. And yeah. uh, also, as we all know, all your apps just say "Wow" or "This is epic" or "I can't believe they can get away with this." Or they have popcorn buckets instead for the app icons, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you just love that stuff. And, um, um, that's, well, anyway, we're here because we're doing a true filmers. This is a bit of a spinoff before we do hogcast proper, which we will do, but this is a film cast, Nathan's hot dog delivery, the mm. number one, in, uh, the number one independent cinema and film podcast of all time. I'm your, um, uh, film host. I'm your, uh, I'll be your usher. I'll be your usher for the evening. And, uh, Alan will be the person working the... Uh, popcorn machine oh i thought you were gonna do the desk like you would be the person who'd tell people movie times movie <laughs> the box the office the box office the box office clerk well usually they're like in a closet in the back oh yeah they do have like a little yeah okay i'm the i'm the closet creep at the theater <laughs> you're the closet creep at the theater you're the person in charge you go out at night you put up all the the three-dimensional advertising displays for the biggest features to come we love hollywood we love oh, do you know what my dream is russ you know what my dream what? is that when I'm out, when, when I'm out putting all the cardboard displays out, that they'll come to life like a night at the museum <laughs> type situation. Oh man. Did you, when the first time you ever watched the Oscars, did you think that was what was happening? Well, that's the guy from my cardboard. <laughs> well, I, was, I guess we work at this movie theater now. and we sleep there and live there. Cause we love movies so much. I mean, I'm actually in a Tom Hanks uh, airport situation <laughs> of your We're, own free choosing yeah. though. Uh huh. Of my own choosing. I didn't. I I've been trying to get the U.S. to 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 kick me out and make me live in the theater, but they won't. <laughs> we're they the only two people. We're the only two people who thought the non-reclining old like chairs that felt like they were filled with loose styrofoam. We were the only. We're the only two who think that's more comfortable than those these this reclining shit. I don't like this new age stuff. One, yeah, you they they move too fast. Sometimes you scoot over and you hit the button and you make the seat move and you don't want to. Get rid of that. Right. Now the rumble loungers. I do want the like rumble box. Yeah, like the D box, the thing where it's got like a where you know the whole the whole floor moves and stuff when the when the dinosaur screaming oh, at you. Oh baby. Yeah. 
Yeah, we we just love cinema so much. We live in one now, and we're both employees. This is canon now. We're both, and this is we're doing a podcast in the projector room, and uh, we don't have the flip. Well, projectors don't flicker anymore because there's not actually film; it's all digital. But just imagine the warm glow, the flicking sound of old Hollywood vertigo. Ooh, the silver uh, screen. Uh, a tale of two souls. What's that? What's the old? Requiem? I don't remember what. A requiem for a dream. For a dream. <laughs> uh, the Passion of Joan of Arc. You know, we're just such cinephiles here. Uh-huh. The one where the lady got tied to the track. <laughs> Alan's favorite movie is the guy shooting at the screen. Yeah, the guy shooting arrows. And you got so mad at Goodfellas when they ripped that off. Mm-hmm. Um, you said this, these are bad fellas. Also, we're, we're both also, you know, take characters to task for um well i want know. i want there to be i want there to be um in 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 before every movie with like a criminal i want it to be like back with the before like public enemy in 1930 where it says like crime doesn't pay this is a movie <laughs> or like or, or like uh in china after after like the joker or whatever like the joker went to went to prison forever and <laughs> that owns. i want that yes. to happen i want that again um uh well i mean we're going to talk about the biggest cinematic release during this very special um, month, because I'm going to say it now. This is a this is more a limited series and hotcast. This is kind of like a every week cast with Monster Girls kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, remember that we did that. Remember um, interspecies reviewers reviewers. Yeah, we did do that, too. <laughs> we do this every time there's a weird and we almost did one for Peter Grill, but then I think we just watched it. <laughs> But you know what? Pretty good. Good show. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Um, but uh, this is, uh, this is uh, what is it? Filmcast, Nathan's Hot Dog Delivery. Yeah. Um, and because sometimes you eat a Nathan's Hot Dog in the movie theater. Yeah. Bzz, bzz, your little uh, vibrating coaster thing is saying that the hot dog's ready. <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, uh, but yeah, so... Um, we are going to be doing Cinemaprol. Cinemaprol. Mm-hmm. It's where we record podcasts in April about cinema and the and the experience and the theater going experience and what it means to live and laugh and love. You know, it was Roger Ebert who once said films are like an, an empathy machine and they let you experience the lives of others through the comfort of a hard plasticky seat. None of this recliner shit. I think we as humans have. <laughs> Lost empathy because of these new seats. The this seats is my main problem with modern films, by the way. Everything think, else about modern mm-hmm. movies are good. The theaters are bad now, though. Yeah, and it's definitely not that I'm getting older and it's just more uncomfortable for me to sit down in general <laughs> uh, because I just want to be laying down in a casket. It's not that. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's multiple reasons you want to lay down in a casket. One being you love the character of the film we'll be discussing this week, who some would say is the living vampire. Yeah, well, so that's the thing is the movies are supposed to be a challenging experience to empathize with the people on the screen, and you can't be challenged if you're comfy in a big in a big reclining <laughs> chair. Yeah, you need to suffer. So if the characters are suffering on screen, there should be different theaters for different kinds of movies. So for Trevor Noah for these um, homework movies that he hates, this the seats should be made out of like hardwood, and there should yeah. be like a there should be a. Uh, uh, what is the name of that chain of texts? Alamo Draft House, like 
ushers who are staring at you the entire time, and if you pull your phone out once, they'll fucking hit, mace you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, 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 they actually they they knock the legs of your your crappy wooden chair off, and you fall <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> you fall right on your butt, and everybody gets to laugh at you. That's the only way yeah. you're allowed to make sound. It's you could hear a pin drop in the damn theater. Except yeah, they stop the film. They the stop the film and do like a struggle session, and they all laugh at you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then for like a, a cozy popcorn film, you have the biggest plushest damn seats. They should have uh, bean bags filled with popcorn. That's a good idea. <laughs> now that's a good idea. <laughs> and if you get hungry, you can zip open the bean bag and eat the popcorn there. They should do that with real bean bags and beans. <laughs> Give me some of those beans. Maybe like a corn nut. Is that too greasy? I was figuring maybe it's like a, you know, maybe it's like those wasabi peas inside of it or something. I don't know. What, what are the gamer grub guys up to? God, it's the, the gamer grub guys. They missed out. If they came up, if they did that, like 10 years later, filmer grub, filmer film grub, filmer grub is what I get at the, in the lobby. What are you talking about? That's, <laughs> That's grub. Uh, 90% of both of our diets is <laughs> snow caps, snow caps, uh, <laughs> caps. Um, now, uh, Russ, I do gotta say, eight dollars. They got they they've introduced another something new at, and I think I'm gonna I didn't get it today because I was going to Taco Bell afterwards, um, but I'm probably gonna get it for Sonic. They have bagged pickles at my movie theater. What now. the fuck is going on? <laughs> they got bagged pickles at my movie theater, and it's on like the menu. It's like it's and it's like it says like option like pickle two fifty. That's it's, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Sonic, Sonic. Most famous for chili dogs, but I've seen promo art where he eats a burger, so he's obviously a pickle fan. Now, do I dare to ask the 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 teen working the the ca- the counter? Uh, can I get a, a medium soda, medium popcorn, and uh, this pickle? <laughs> do By I dare way, to do that? We we go out of uniform and come back in and pretend to be regular members of the community uh-huh. when we go to when we go watch a movie that we're really excited about. Well, they don't let me have a uniform because I am just the closet <laughs> creep. You are the closet creep. You are going feral. You haven't shaved for a long time. Yeah, I'm. I'm more of kind of like a phantom of the theater type situation. <laughs> the, uh, 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 a phantom of the Cineplex. A phantom for the Cineplex. Um, like the decom movie. Yeah, like kind of like the decom movie, but more just like that. I don't shave and and I live in a closet in the back. Right. Yeah. You do also wear a half mask most of the time. Well, that's just because of COVID. But it's one of the old cardboard cutouts. We haven't talked about the movie we were going to talk about. Before. Yeah, it is a cardboard cutout that I've that I've uh, got <laughs> tied to my face because and that it does is technically... Ben Stiller in uh, uh, Ninth, uh, what is it? Ninth Museum. United Museum. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, that, that does count as a mask for COVID purposes. So sorry, Fauci. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Got his ass. It covers more than half my face. Thank you. Alan was apolitical about um the whole entire thing, but you were pissed that all the movie theaters got shut down. That was your one big I was going there every single day just like that, uh just like Hachiko the dog after his his owner died. <laughs> you were so pissed. Yeah, they put a statue were... of me outside the theater because I was so faithful to the theater. <laughs> They still pay you a bit of a wage, though. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I, still, I, I'm at least getting paid to be a uh, to be the closet. <laughs> that's nice. 
That's true. That's a good gig. I'm still, you know, I'm the usher. I gotta take tickets from these teens. They're always making no, fun of my you're, shoes. And your house is always falling down, unfortunately. <laughs> well, my uh, house is uh, just uh, the minion, the old minions cardboard display folded into a square-like shape. That's mm-hmm. where I live. Yeah, you, and you are, have that. You are screaming about there being rats in the walls, that kind of thing. That. <laughs> It's like the yellow wallpaper, but the, like the yellow minions are like they're real. They're trapped in here. Bob's living. Bob lives behind my wallpaper. <laughs> I gotta get Kevin out of there. We somebody comes and finds you one day, and you say that you're Gru, and you got out of the wall. <laughs> That's the rise of Gru. That's how Gru's gonna rise. <laughs> That's how Gru's gonna rise. As he's all, I've always been here. The audience with you. God There's damn. always a Gru. Sounds like a David Lynch ending. I mean, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. There's a, you know what? what Rise, of Gru, Rise, uh, Gr- Gr- Rise of Gru is three months away. <laughs> oh my God. I have been waiting for Gru to rise. I'm such a cinema fan that I've been waiting for Gru to rise for what? Three years? Yeah. Maybe even four. I don't know when they announced it. I mean, it's been the, the first one. The last one happened in like, what? 2016. Right. Yeah. Oh my so, god. 2015. My bad. 2015. It's been seven years. That's the last time we were happy. That was the last time we were happy. That we were excited to see a, a yellow, yellow individuals, and then we were stuck with an orange one. I think we. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we need to go. We need to go back. That was the last. That was. That was. The, that was. That was before everything bad happened. Well, anyway, let's not even talk about that anymore. Let's talk about the c- cinema. Cinema April. Another movie that's been off delayed and finally arrived at our doorstep is Morbius, the living vampire. Um, or as I, as I, uh, uh, as I call it more box office, yep. the living, the living hit. I call it Michael. Cause he's my friend. Oh my God. Alan, what did you think of Morbius? Uh, now, Morbius won back our hearts and <laughs> I mean, hearts full of blood, but also, he he brought cinema back. It's back. It's back. Will Smith tried not to bring it back. He tried to kill cinema on the night. Oh, of we C- didn't talk about that at all. I was uh, that was my January sixth. Yeah, that was Amy my nine eleven. <laughs> Amy Schumer had to take a month off. Not me. I was a movie first responder. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually. I hope that my kid one day can date a Kardashian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate that we both went to Pete <laughs> Davidson. That was my first thought. Well, my second thought was that I am uh, coping <laughs> with the Oscars by playing Elden Ring, just like uh, Adam Sandler coped with 9-11 by playing <laughs> Shadow of the Colossus. So. No, it's yeah. true. It's true. We're, we are basically the cinema first responders, and so is Jared Leto in a way, because he's single-handedly bringing the, the box office back to life. Spider-Man, you know, whatever. It coasted, you know, good for it. You know, we love, we, you know, we, we like real movies. movies. Yeah. Yeah. A real movie. This is for the real film heads out there. <laughs> yeah. This Morbius is a real movie for adults. Spider-Man. I don't know. It's I, I love all those actors. I think they should have been nominated for Oscars. I think it should have been nominated for the Oscar for best picture. However, it's still, you know, you know, let's just say, uh, um, Morbius is rock and roll mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, 
Spider-Man is kind of a bit like this rap crap. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, uh, Spider-Man. Uh, maybe you should learn to play some real instruments, <laughs> like the guitar, like Mar- like Michael Morbius plays. <laughs> yeah, did he? Instead play of guitar? just this damn this damn auto tune. Yeah, exactly. There should have been a scene in there where Matt Smith was like playing the piano really well or something. That would have been awesome. Yeah, he should have been doing a song. Anyway, Alan, what what did you think of Morbius? Uh, it's a fantastic it's a fantastic film. I cannot wait to see the rest of this uh of this new uh Sinister Six universe that they they're creating now. I hope every member of the Sinister Six gets their own movie. Man, if they had just, if Michael Keaton had just said a freak like me needs company at the end there, do you know how hard I would have popped? I would have like screamed in the theater. (laughs) They needed a Paul Giamatti Rhino should have been there. I mean, Willem. Willem's getting getting to that part of his career where I think he's, he's willing to just kind of take anything that that comes to him. He's and like the like, Hardy Boys in AEW. He's like an old guy just doing the classics. Yeah, he's just like an old. He's this old guy keeping his head down, and just like I know what I, I know what people want me for. They want me to go goblin mode, and he does it. <laughs> people got it. Um, so Alan, you know we love the movie Morbius. What would you rate Morbius? Mm, out of Nathan's hot dogs. Out of Nathan's hot dogs, we're. We're not sponsored, by the way. This is independent. I, I rated a full chomp. I rated a, I rated a full chomp. <laughs> okay. Like, it, what's your favorite movie of all time? Um, Probably mm, The Matrix. <laughs> My favorite is uh, The Lord of the Rings. All of them. All of them once. All, all, all of them in the same sitting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 12 hours. I, I would say that one is a deep throat. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and this this would be a strong chomp. Yeah, that this is like a, this is like uh about as much as I could comfortably chomp. <laughs> which is pretty close to the deep throat, but uh, it's not quite. <laughs> yeah, I mean you do have the prodigious tongue of yours that we've all discussed so often. Yeah, and I and I do, and I I do uh, essentially eat hot dogs like a snake would. <laughs> Alan, have you considered joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe with tongue-based powers? You could make a good toad. Well, oh god, I should be a good. I should be toad. <laughs> if only I've, I, I can finally figure out, figure out what happens when I get hit by lightning. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, I want to. For you know, it was a great movie. It definitely was not a half an hour of funny schlock that then turned into another hour of boring superhero shit. Um, that's not what happened. What's it your favorite good... scene, Russ? I like the scene where uh, the guy, the doctor guy who by who was played by a character actor, probably from a TV show I haven't watched, told uh, Morbius that he's the world's greatest expert on blood, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. And that was his defining character trait at the very beginning of the movie is that he's the world's greatest expert on blood. Yeah, what else um, would you need to know? Yeah, I mean, you got you got everything you need there. I like that uh, Morbius became immediately horny the second that he became a vampire. Like just within seconds, he's like, "Daddy's got to fuck." Well, you know what? You know how what the well. First of all, vampires, uh, vampire bats. Uh, here's something you might not know, Russ. Bats are uh, one of the few species that uh, are very frequent. They're one of the most frequent uh, species that that fuck and suck each other. 
They bats mm. do cunnilingus and fellatio on each other. Did you That's know right. that? I have I've heard that before, but I forgot until they're now. also they're also more often gay or like they just like fucking suck all of all of the bats. They don't care I what mean, kind of bat it is. When you're up on top of that cave, you're going crazy. Yeah, I mean, also you you live entirely by sucking, so like right, yeah. And uh, I mean, you're they have the most accurate hearing of the mammal world, and it's just you know they all they they just hear their. Uh, former partner sucking and fucking every night and it just makes them horny. How would you feel if every moment you could hear somebody having sex? You know? Yeah, it's like, it's like living in a hotel all the time. It's like... <laughs> it's a movie, living in a movie theater, which we do. Yeah, where nobody's having sex. <laughs> just handies, and we have to break that up, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anytime. I, I, I'm the popcorn bucket inspector. I, I check for holes that people cut in the bottom. <laughs> That's like the third biggest. You you give people movie times over the fo- phone, and then you break up handies between. Uh... Yeah, I I make sure I I frisk everybody to make sure they don't have like a cartoon like corkscrew that they're going to use to <laughs> to uh, drill a hole in the bottom of the popcorn bucket. <laughs> Which it's gotten so difficult because now that they have wine in the th- these theaters. Uh, by the way, they should ban alcohol from movie theaters. You should not be inhibited in any way while watching a film they should actually make they should they should do a drug test on you before you enter the film (laughs) the film theater if you pop an edible before you gotta take a piss test Mm -hmm. i don't want any drugs (laughs) seeing this movie because it's an empathy machine it's an empathy machine can you imagine how fucked up it would be if you were in the you might come out of the movie and think you are morbius yeah yeah i mean like listen i i still believe that joker is uh Listen, the orange bad man didn't help, but I think Joker is when things went start going downhill. <laughs> Great that's film, exactly. though. Great film, though. But people listen, saw it while smoking weed, and that's fucked up. Listen, as an empathy machine, yeah, exactly. We went in stone cold sober. Mm-hmm. Me, and- we both went together. Yeah, but I had to. We we also tied each other, uh, tied like, tied a rope to one another <laughs> because we might get like we, we like, thought it'd be Odysseus like, the, and the sirens. Yeah, like Odysseus <laughs> and the sirens because they're like, don't don't let me become Joker fight. <laughs> we, we, can, we had somebody we 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 had the people next to us have like big lumps of wax that they would there was, shove in our there eyes was, and ears <laughs> there was a hot topic employee nearby and i almost reached into her i almost broke the rope to reach into her purse and steal her pale white uh foundation so that i could become the joker but i had to stop myself yeah i had to stop myself alan did you feel yourself turning into michael morbius I mean, a little bit in that, like, I did, I did feel, um, in that scene where, uh, where his girlfriend bites his lip and drinks his blood. Um, I'm like, damn, I think maybe I should become a horny vampire. I thought he bit her lip, but I can't remember. Oh, well, they're, uh, spoiler alert for, well, should we even, it's his blood. Spoiler alert. All, everybody has, everybody's everybody's already seen this movie. It's the biggest movie right now. So like, obviously they're seeing it right now over the weekend. Right. Yeah. I thought he bit, she bit him, and that's why it was his blood got in her her mouth, and that's why she became a vampire. Uh, I do, I do have to say, this is one of Trevor Noah's hated homework movies because they don't explain a lot. Things get no, just look, things look, can kind of just happen. Do we understand like why, um, why, why, why Morbius be able to fly by like uh, seeing some like smoke uh, CGI flying around? In a I subway? legitimately was wondering if he was like he could, he could feel the power like air airlift or something like he was an airplane and he could use the power of natural lift to fly. I think that is kind of what it was. 
Well, I think if he's a bat, they bring up a lot that bats are the lightest creatures, so maybe his bones have become hollow. That's birds. That would also make you that would also make you way weaker. Um <laughs> But he's also very muscular, which bats kind of are. And bats also um vampire bats like drink their whole weight in like blood. And yeah. then they pee and they pee a bunch whenever they drink blood, which we didn't see him do. But maybe that's into the director's cut where he pees his pants every time he drinks blood. That's true. Yeah. The, the cop does. There was a cop that says like, "Hey, how many? Uh, how many? How much could this guy drink?" He's like, "He's like, uh, you can you can you have eighteen pints of beer or something like that?" <laughs> so funny. I love those guys. Tyrese shouts out Tyrese and the other guy. The other guy. Uh, Tyrese, famously known for being a very affable, funny actor, and then to have him play like the most boring cop. Like, like watching SVU and being like, literally, literally so boring that the other cop is like, you're kind of boring, man. (laughs) He's like, you don't do anything. Me and Alan both, when we were watching this movie in the movie theater we live in, we both stood up and saluted when he said he was an Afghanistan soldier. Yeah. When he, when he thanks, when he thanks Michael Morbius for saving his life by inventing fake blue blood, that shit ruled. Yeah, I was just sitting there of like, I God, it's good to be an American, and I'm glad that Morbius uh, supports the trips because he's now, like me. You, now, how do you feel about them um, not being like Morbius from the cartoon TV show in the '90s, where he drank plasma and it was through his hands and not his teeth? I was upset about that because I love it. I love when it when it comes back for the fans, a la the new Ghostbusters, which was my favorite film of the year until I saw this because it was back for the fans. It's really cool because but, then they they have a CGI Harold Ramis kind of just like uh, pat people on the on the shoulders and be like. I just also want to say that Lights Camera Jackson joined us for this. By the way, I do, I, I don't want to leave him out. We asked him if well, he, he sees to be every on the show he, he sees could. every single movie with us. We're also best friends. Well, me we us. Us two aren't friends. We're still a podcast. We kind of compete over who can get lights. Cameron Jackson's love. Yeah, we are. We are both like, um, what's the right thing? We're kind of like. Remember in season two, Sopranos, where there's those two guys that work underneath Christopher. I want to say real quick that me and Alan are very different people because you went Sopranos and I thought that episode of SpongeBob, where SpongeBob and Patrick were trying to win, win Squidward's uh, best friend status. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Well, I've been watching a lot of Sopranos lately. I've been watching a lot of SpongeBob. When I'm not so. watching a movie, when I'm not watching uh, a movie in the theater, I'm watching Sopranos, which is like movies on my. It's the home box office. Well, it's also a little bit of like you know, uh, what? Is, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, see, I don't read books. Who's the famous Chinese? Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu, Sun Tzu the Art of War. You know, you're kind of re-scoping out your enemy. Yeah, the enemy is TV. Yeah, because <laughs> we're such cinephiles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the small screen. Um, yes. Now I so, do. I wish. Oh, oh, how I wish I could watch Sopranos on the big screen that I love, but I dare not. <laughs> I dare not sully the big screen with a tiny right. screen show. Our manager keeps telling us that if we start, if we do it at like two a.m., we're allowed to do it, and I say no. No, I cannot watch HBO Max on the big screen. Now, unless I'm watching yeah. Dune, I can watch Dune on HBO Max on the big screen, but I right. dare not watch Sopranos. I I do admit I did actually open up YouTube and start watching the mini series on the big screen once by accident. And I had to, and no. I did stick my, I did stick my hand in the pain box. Yeah. Now I, oh. I have to check everybody for pain boxes too, whenever they come into the theater, because sometimes they drill holes in those. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Just the thought of, uh, 
the has anybody made a joke yet about um jerking off with the pain box? You stick your dick inside the pain box. I'm um, CBT torture. So oh, I've we've talked about Morbius for a half an hour now, um, and we've already given it a review. And we're just happy it exists. It's cool that all movies are superhero movies now. And that it can't just be a funny vampire movie. It has to be a boring superhero movie for the end of it. I've never said that. If you do say that, I'm going to kick your ass. Um, I wish it was, I hope for, can't wait for the next one, Morbius Alive and Loving It. That'll be great. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the living uh, if, vampire. I mean, his girlfriend is going to come back as a a dead a, and a living vampire. And they're going to make love. She's the, li- love. She's, the, she's the living dead girl. By the way, uh... It's going to be so epic because Twilight is for girls. <laughs> there's going to be, there's going to be scenes just like, yeah, I don't sparkle. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be so epic, dude. It's cool. Um, they should do a thing like they did in that. Um, what's the name of that? That fucking the Twilight book that's written from Edward's perspective. Oh my God. Is it rising moon? It's something like that, but there's a scene in that, like it, it, there's a bunch of scenes where he's like, in the movie, it's, he's just like standing there brooding mysteriously. But in this book and everything, they're, they're revealing Edward's inner monologue. And he's just like, okay, if I wanted to, I could go and kill every single person in this room within 2.5 seconds by snapping all their necks really <laughs> fast with my super speed. And it's I, just like I, a bunch I, of, it's him doing like imagining like vampire school shooter stuff. It's, they talk listen, about the shrieking gonna shack. Own something. Disney's going to own something, you know, they're going to own everything by the end of all this. Right. Yeah. Um, we'll get Morbius you know, from Matt Smith's perspective at some point. I was just going to say that Twilight, you know, Disney might wind up with Twilight. They might buy Lionsgate. And I, you know how much I love companies buying other companies because the, the crossover potential is just epic. Dude. It, it, it's one step closer to the metaverse. Ah! Ah! <laughs> See, that's the only thing that's ever tempted Alan away from the, uh, <laughs> Alan the away. well, cause I saw the, I saw the metaverse in a movie one time. <laughs> And also, Mark Zuckerberg's like, you can go watch movies with your friends in a fake movie theater. And you were like, oh my god, I can watch a fake movie. I can watch a movie, a real movie, in a fake movie theater inside of a movie theater? That's like a movie theater squared, dude. Yeah, that's better. It's more movie theater. <laughs> anyway. Now, if I, could only, if I could only experience the snacks from other movie theaters when I was in, through VR, that would be great. Like a, a movie theater in a different culture, like a yeah, like, like a movie theater where instead maybe I have like a falafel or something in, in the movie theater. <laughs> Getting some movie theater scran, some movie theater scran. Ooh, God, I need that movie theater scran account. <laughs> uh, chips like a, with popcorn a, a, butter on it, like like a, 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 a like a Mexican uh, Mexican like a corn on like a lote at a at a movie theater, mm-hmm. something like that. Man, yeah. that'd be great. What would a British a British person eating like? Uh, uh, they're eating a pie at theater. They're eating like a meat pie. They they're having like pea wet on top of their French fries or oh, not pea, French fries oh, on their popcorn. They have like a pea wet yep. dispenser, like yeah. a little yeah. like a little pump. They got do they use instead of the butter? Ooh, yeah, exactly. The the pea wet pump. They got a pea wet freestyle <laughs> machine. Nachos with pea wet on it. They got a freestyle machine and it's just like different flavors of gravy or mashed peas that come out of the spout. They, they have a nacho cheese dispenser, but everybody's too afraid to touch it. They're, they, they, whenever, if you want to get a cat, uh, one of the, the people behind the counter to do it, 
they put on like big heat resistant gloves. Like they're like handling like uh like like fucking molten glass. It singes their eyebrows off. Just the like the they put a welder's mask on. <laughs> for Boy, this, bro, this is spicy as hell. Scran for this for this melted Velveeta with like red <laughs> red squares in it. They look at it. They're like, what are these red squares? Like and strawberry do it. Oh man. They're like, uh, are you sure you don't want the jelly deals, mate? <laughs> we don't have to put the gloves on for those. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Jelly deals at the theater. I'm having jelly bellies at the theater. They don't even know what nacho cheese powder is. When they see that shit, that's going to scare them. Yeah, or, or we, we, we have to call it Cool American, because if they knew that Cool Ranch existed as a concept, <laughs> they would just lose their minds. <laughs> they would be, what the fuck is this? Well, they, they don't even know see, the Midwest is real. They think it's a fake thing that's only in like uh, uh, John. Uh, fuck! Why am I forgetting his name? For being John such Waters? a cinephile, what? Uh, uh, who's the guy who made like Ferris Bueller? Oh, um, oh, god damn it! Uh, John Hughes. I know. John Hughes. Yeah, they just think John Hughes invented Chicago. They just—it's true. They, <laughs> oh my god! It's true. Did you ever see Chicago on film before that? No. They had a whole movie called Chicago after that. Yeah, it took place in, uh, that didn't come out until like 2006 or something, so. Yeah, so come on. Okay. Well, God. Hey, wait, 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 I, I hear some flip-flapping. Is that is that Michael Morbius flip-flapping into, into the theater? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is, did it start? Hold on. Oh, hello, Alan. It's me, Dr. Michael Morbius. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, what's Sorry, up? Sorry, my, my cheek is stinging. Wait, wait, what happened? Uh, we were at the Academy Awards, and I made a joke about Shmee, and then this horrible bug man, not bug main, no. named Watto, oh. slapped me right across the, right across the cheek, Alan. Did you, well, what happened? Did you apologize to him? Uh, I had to come out and apologize. But I, I had to do it at midnight because us vampires work in mysterious ways and he hasn't seen it yet. I thought you were a science vampire, though. I am a science vampire and I do late night experiments. <laughs> so you are I'm working in the lab. I'm the world's greatest expert on blood. Would you say that you're working in the lab late one night? <laughs> yes, and my eyes be held at eerie sight. Was it Matt Smith? Oh, you're a British person, yes. How did you know? <laughs> well, that's, that's one of the most weird sights you can see. Okay, All right, bye. I have to go back to Mars. Bye. Man, he went back to Mars. In 30 seconds and 30 seconds. That's a little bit of an Easter egg. If you're a Marvel fan, you know what an Easter egg is. <laughs> yeah, you know. Real heads know. <laughs> let, let me tell you about a little website called eggs.com. Man, if any, of, if, any of our, if any of our listeners had girlfriends right now would be the moment where they lean over and explain, he's in the band 30 seconds to Mars. <laughs> And they would just flip their shit because girls love that stuff. I have yeah, it's, I, I that's a, that's also a service I offer at the theater is I will explain to any, <laughs> I I will offer to sit next to somebody and just like say like, hey, that's the guy from this one. And comic you book. give you give your paycheck back to the theater when you do that. You you consider it a free service. Yeah, it's it's my volunteer work. It's fun. <laughs> and you put that on your resume that you never use because we're never gonna leave this job. This is so it's too good making seven dollars fifty cents an hour. It's it's well yeah the movie the the ten percent off the movie tickets ooh boy because <laughs> we can just see every release. 
Yeah, for 10% off? You kidding me? That's a great deal. It's And that's the like, funniest part about it is they offered us the Regal Plus uh, or Cinemark Plus package where you can pay for free. And we said, no, we want to pay for the movies. But I, I feel, you know, we're good union people and we got to use our 10%. <laughs> Got to use the ten percent. Also, if you if you even try any of that movie pass shit, I will kick you out. <laughs> Too good to be true. You're ripping money off from the theater somewhere. Yeah, it's the theaters that are hurting here. Yeah, we're the ones who shut it down in the first place. By the way, so if you were enjoying all those free movies, too bad because we actually tracked that guy down and kicked his ass. Yeah, and if and you better not be doing anything like torrenting or using a seed box. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> and all the private info he accumulated, we kicked his ass and we took it off a thumb drive and now we have it. Yeah. So how about that? So we, we know what you're up to. We know what you're looking at. Yeah, we know your, your browser histories. Uh, uh, we don't know. We don't. Neither of us have laptops because they're, those are tools to pirate movies. We just have Blu-ray players. But uh, okay, Russ. Did when you were in when you were in middle school, did you ever have like a series of very long-winded um classes in the library about like um about like piracy and like uh and copyright i think i had it with our my like seventh or eighth grade english teacher we had like i think it was like seventh or eighth grade it felt like an entire semester we went to the like the library once a week for an hour and the librarian explained to us about like copyright and would give us quizzes on what's acceptable copyright stuff and what's right. not. And we would just do that over and over again. And it was really, I feel like, I don't know if like a movie theater, like paid my school to do that or something or like, uh, or like uh, time Warner paid them to do that or something, but it was something. Was there a did. rash of car downloadings in your area? Maybe. I don't know. The I cops do, are cracking down on downloading all these cars. You wouldn't. I do remember cars. one kid in there had already got in trouble for downloading movies and the librarian gave him like an especially rough time because like everybody knew that he was like a pirate. This is a weird thing. Um, I remember when I was in middle school, my sister paid one of her friends to um, burn a disc with a Game Boy Advance emulator on it. And then like, like 40 games. <laughs> That's cool. I played a bunch of GBA games that way. That's neat. That's off off a disc. See, I never pioneered and, games. Well, music. see, video games aren't art. My patron saint, Roger Ebert, may he rest in heaven forever. Um, He he said games were an art, and I agreed. And when Cliff Blazinski tweeted that one time that Roger Ebert died after Bioshock Infinite came out, Thus confirming that games were art because somehow it killed him. What, what was the implication of his tweet? I think it was like, if he, if only he could see this, if only he lived long <laughs> enough to play Bioshock Infinite. Do you think it, he, he, Cliff Blazinski was like, oh man, if he had seen the heartbreaking story of Elizabeth and Booker DeWitt, he would have lived another year <laughs> to apologize. Well, he would have recanted everything. And, and <laughs> he would have gone on a he pilgrimage. Humbled him. He would have humbled himself before. <laughs> he would have gone to a pilgrimage to every GameStop in the country and apologized yeah. to every gamer in there. He would stop reviewing movies and start reviewing games is what he would do. It's like Pilgrim's, Proc- well, Pilgrim's Progress, the book. Yeah, he would. Repenting. They would make him wear the Scarlet Gamer letter and he would... <laughs> I'm trying to think, is there a game with a big scarlet letter as part of its logo? Uh, probably. I don't know. Some, I feel like it. He, was forced, like to X- wear the, he was forced to wear an Assassin's Creed hoodie. <laughs> yeah. 
They made him wear the N the the N seven Mass Effect hoodie. <laughs> He, he was supposed to. He was forced to wear both at the time, and it got really hot and uncomfortable. Yeah, and he had to wear the uh, the Zelda Triforce tee underneath it, and, and uh, cargo shorts, <laughs> and a Call of Duty ghost mask. Yeah, the uh, you mean the night vision goggles <laughs> and the night vision goggles. The night vision the, the night vision goggles. I, I uh, that actually do work as night vision goggles, and I sold to my uncle to take to Mexico <laughs> because he was afraid of coyotes. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid. Whenever I go to Mexico, that's my number one fear. He was like a he well because he had like a he had like a it was like my like uh, my aunt's like uh, family's uh, farm or something, and they had like I don't know if they had sheep or something like that, but they had there's coyotes or something. He's like I'm gonna put on night vision goggles so that way if I there's coyotes that come after the the <laughs> livestock, I can shoot them at night. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and with this like triple A battery power night is this the same uncle who was like cried when Keiichi died and uh, no no no, no, no. that's before. millionaire that's millionaire uncle <laughs> okay. that's who wants to be a millionaire uncle this is one of my this is my one of my mexican uncles dude okay gotcha gotcha uh, okay that makes sense that makes sense I, yeah yeah I yeah, 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 yeah. now my my now my uh my mexican uncle uh <laughs> that, that went that has the night vision goggles his he does he has watched a lot of dragon ball and his and his kids at least watched JoJo's, so maybe he also cried at Keiichi going missing. I don't <laughs> I know mean, who, who has it. I cried. I cry every time I think about Keiichi. <laughs> you get your heart broken. That's why I don't watch anime anymore because I don't want something more powerful than the cinema. Mm-hmm. That's and- why I make it a point to make it difficult for people to go see anime movies in also- the theater. Yeah. If you found it hard to get a Jujutsu Kaisen ticket, it's because I bought them all with my ten percent discount. I also bought them because I went to go see that movie, but I go to the, all the <laughs> rave events, like I said. Well, yeah, you love homework. By the way, homework movie, it's in Japanese. You had to read the bottom the entire time. Homework movie, Trevor Noah, sorry. Yep, any foreign film, homework movie. Homework movie. I sorry, Goku. That guy. Sorry, what Goku. A, I, I'm going to break kayfabe here. Fuck Trevor Noah. I hate him so much. I want to push him off a damn bridge. Remember the time dude. he? Remember the the time he was talking about that like um that shooting between like a it was like a labor dispute in like South Africa with like a miners union, and he said like, well maybe you shouldn't judge the cops because you don't know what was going on there. <laughs> you never like, know, dude. Like you know, he's like because he, he's like, like uh, him again <laughs> because they were like he's like people were like oh well, and he did like a weird voice of like he was doing like an, another per- South African person to accent. It's like a weird. It was like he I, was enjoying Morbius until Matt Smith killed those cops and he had to leave the screening. Yeah, that was the thing. Just is his so whole thing was he was he would do an impression of that and he would say like, "Well, why didn't the police use rubber bullets?" He's like, "Because rubber bullets don't work." It's like <laughs> vampire, you know what? Only silver bullets work. Only silver bullets work against Michael Morbius. So you're right. <laughs> oh my god, uh, <laughs> it's so funny that a guy who's like novel is called like illegal to live or something what was it again it is something like uh born a crime or something like that Yeah, born because... a crime and he's like well maybe the cops have a point in this situation yeah you know i am from i am from the the apartheid like racist the, the racism country um and now i moved to america the only other country that could possibly describe be described as the current racism country and uh right. and I, i'm here to side with the cops yeah and you know what? You got to think about it just for a minute. They have a, you know, there's cops are just a, as diverse as any workforce group. Probably they have neo Nazis and just regular races. Hey, look, so. hey, the, hey, you know what? The cops have a union, so think about it. Think about it. <laughs> That's the only union he doesn't uh, doesn't like. Yeah, think about or it. Does like? Wait, I don't know what I'm saying here anymore. 
Uh, I'm just a cinema fan. I don't engage in politics. I separate the art from the artist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood. I cried in that movie when he sang so bad at the end. <laughs> Wait, when he sang Hurt by Nine Inch Nails? Yeah, when he sings that. No, when he sings Gran Torino. <laughs> Did he sing oh, Hurt I'm by just... Nine Inch Nails? <laughs> no, that's Johnny Cash. I'm just being a stinker. Now, I did like that one time that Clint Eastwood uh, sang Closer. <laughs> that is cool. That would be to, cool. To that empty chair of Barack Obama. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, hey, speaking That's of something, I want, I want to let penetrate me some pizza pie into my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> one of the longest. Well, that, okay. Now we're doing podcast speedy delivery, the number one independent Sonic pizza podcast on the planet. I'm your host, Russ Walsh. With me, as always, is my co-host Alan Black. If you enjoyed Filmcast, <laughs> Nathan's Hot Dog Delivery, the number one independent film and cinema podcast of all time. This is part of Cinema April, and we'll be doing another one soon about another picture. You'll never guess what our podcast will do a movie about next week. Let's just say it will involve a lot of crimes and maybe even a Grindelwald. So anyway. <laughs> first of all, it's the secrets. It should be secrets and Dumbledore. <laughs> the crimes of Grindelwald have already happened. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Uh, I, I'm just still... I, I blocked out the memory because when I found out that Nagini was an Asian woman, I cried. Yeah, you cried about her being a maledictus. <laughs> Why didn't she just die like a story of green grass? Why did she have to turn into a snake? So haunting. So beautiful. What a, what a That's another homework movie because it's made by a woman who wrote a book. Yeah, that's yeah. homework. <laughs> I've actually... I mean, as somebody who got AR points... For reading Harry Potter, it was homework. So. You know what? You know what would be good is if I wish. I wish when I did a letterbox review, I could get AR points, <laughs> <laughs> and I could like cash that in for like popcorn at the theater or something. That's so funny because you are literally describing what like top twenty percent letterbox users actually want. That's what they want. Is they're like, I want movie rewards for for being a movie guru. <laughs> I want. I want to say that Thor. Uh, the Dark World. What is it again? Thor the Thor three. Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok. It's actually kind of a bit of an anti-colonial parable. Um, they want to get like a free personal pan pizza for writing that. You should. You should, because it's brave. That's how we get people to go back to the theaters. We start bribing them with treats. <laughs> it's It's gotta work. Now, Russ, I want to ask real quick, because this is something that we have a shared experience with. How hardcore did your teachers get into like AR rewards and like, uh, and like theming and stuff like that? Like how, how heavy did they get into that? I don't, I don't think they ever really got into AR. I did get top reader one, one, uh, semester. (laughs) I was the God of AR. Russ. (laughs) Why did you turn into Dio for a second? (laughs) I was the God of AR Russ. I read Don Quixote and got 400 and something points. Whoa. <laughs> I don't even think Don Quixote was in our system. I just got a bunch of points through uh, reading Redwall books. We, we had, a, we had, when we were learning about like the, the U S government, I got so many points. I became the president of the class <laughs> and they let me, be, they let me be in the front of the line. Everybody hated me. This is a, this is a labor version of a uh, Kakaguri. <laughs> it, it is essentially. Okay. So they did do that. Though. No, we did do that though because we did have like a, we would have like a thing where you could buy like like uh, like cookies or something at the end of the semester or like the end of like a month or something with your AR 
points. But there was a thing where like it was like whoever has the most points in this like in this like unit for our government thing gets to be the president of the class, oh and you get to be in the front of the line uh, when you go to playtime and the and the and the and the cafeteria. I hope and, you didn't pull a prestige and have a secret uh, twin, Alan. No, God, no. I read all those Just books. Just like Kakaguri. Okay, okay. So you were the you were the Kakaguri school president. I did have they AR did let points. me have a big fish tank office, and I would talk <laughs> about how uh, how this is like some sort of natural selection I'm doing with books. <laughs> the reading, the reading. If you can if you can't read all of Harry Potter, then leave. <laughs> I was if- well. I would challenge people to reading battles. Obviously. You did, yeah. Who could remember the most weird trivia in the book? Like, and also the AR questions that they asked were completely meaningless. It was just like, hey, what is on this page? What do Mary and Pippin do when they see the Nazgul guards? And it's just like, why does that matter? Like, why do you care about? He's <laughs> like, I, you know, nothing about themes or no. like what the characters. No, no, no. It's strictly factual. <laughs> you gotta remember what color shirt. Well, that was what of the Wrinkle in Time girl was wearing. That was what. That was what. That molded. That was like MK Ultra for TV tropers. AR <laughs> <laughs> points really did start. God, they 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 gamified reading and that turned everybody into TV trope people. That's so fucked up, dude. That's <laughs> it's, not true. It is literally true. Is that's what we did because we tried to teach kids to read for personal pizza. I'm just praying that Jeff Foxworthy's next set. He's over the participation trophy stuff, and he gets really hard on AR reading. <laughs> God, oh man, I, w- I want to go take some AR reading tests right now and just stomp them. <laughs> I want to do that yeah, so bad. I want to see what the AR reading test for like Dune is. Okay, so like the last time I think I took an AR, the last time they let us do AR was like seventh grade, and that was the year I like read Les Miserables in the Iliad. I think. Wow. So like, and I know I didn't even like I got points for those, but like it was like a thing where it's like. Man, I don't remember every single thing that happened in Les Miserables or the Iliad because it's like, yeah. uh, what when when Paris uh, sees the sign from Apollo? What is he? It's like, fuck, man, I don't, I don't yeah, know. I just like, know it like broad. Everybody themes. remembers those eighty pages that were about uh, um, what is, what is his adopted daughter's name again? What uh, Cosette and uh, yeah, well, like, there's like eighty pages about Cosette living in the inn or something. Yeah, and like and like falling in love with some guy and like him just kind of like watching like from afar or something like that. Yeah, oh my uh, god, that's riveting stuff that we all know and love. Yeah, and also it's really great uh, that I was just reading that as like a twelve year old. I'm like, man, this sucks. I want to be reading so a doc. I want to be reading Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> it's funny because you're like reading these pretentious books, and I'm like, well, I was reading the short pretentious books because I was like reading like Philip K. Dick and uh, um. See, I wish I was Isaac reading Asimov. I think I, I got really into 2001 and. Uh, I read every fantasy book that was available at the school library that wasn't Lord of the Rings because they, I think they only had those were always checked out, and I doubt they were ever read. <laughs> I think they brought people probably got to the first Tom Bombadil song and were like, "I'll get back to." This well, that's why that's where you should stop because that's the best part of it. Yeah, because you're because all these teens, all these kids are like, "I want to." How does he do? How does this? How does the master, Mister Tolkien, write an elf <laughs> writing down? Uh, stairs like a surfboard with a shield hmm, yeah uh, the, the, we were like where's the where's the surfboard and the shield? because that's what the, everybody that was lord of the rings fever when we were around that age right right yeah and that is the thing like all my friends did try to read lord of the rings when we were in fourth oh, or fifth grade included, and all of them gave up included. all of them gave up except for me 
who just got like you liked the song. You liked when they ate the pasties. Well, I already read the Hobbit, so I'm just like I'm I'm right. just in. I'm already sold on this universe. Right. And then I tried to read the Cimmerillion also, and I'm like, this is a this is like a Wikipedia. Like, what am I reading? Like, this is not <laughs> I mean, real. Yes, I very much remember hitting the Cimmerillion like a fucking brick wall. Yeah, that, and they're like, uh, let me uh, let me go read uh, at least you know like a, a Don Quixote or like a uh, an H.G. Wells or something. That is like that is something that like a kid back then probably would have read because that's like pulp bullshit. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, I also, maybe a lot of John Carter of Mars. I remember for some reason my high school library had a lot of John Carter of Mars, and I only started reading it because the lady was basically naked on the cover. <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> it was pretty sick. You remember the fucking tripods? Yeah, the I tripods. Do. I do remember because it was that uh, new up like CG model cover. It yeah, me, it's scary. Do you remember the most fucked up scene in that? No, I never read it. Um, there's a scene in that where they like. Uh, I, I remember this. This I read this. This might be one like of the first books I read, like after like the Magic Treehouse books or whatever. Like, cause, cause mm-hmm. that were you, did you also like basically just like read all the magic Treehouse books as like your first books in like first and second grade or something? Uh, I had, I think it was Redwall. <sighs> I think, I, okay. So I think I got to Redwall and like Mr. Toad and all that bullshit, like in like third grade and then like late third grade, early fourth grade. It was sometime like, I think after I read, uh, over the mountain or like, uh, the, the one where the guy has a pet hawk or whatever. Right. My, yeah. That one. After that, I read tripods and it was like third or fourth grade. And I was just like traumatized forever about the scene where they break out of like this alien, like torture camp and stuff. And, um, they, and the guy has to cut out a tracking device of his armpit that the aliens put in there and his friends and his friends make him bite down on a leather belt while they cut it out with a pocket knife. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like eight years old. Why are you making me read this? Russ, in terms of pizza, uh, you know, we do a lot of service with our movie reviews and we should get (laughs) AR points for it. But I do, but I do another service for the public. That's right. Ohio Sekai Kimoni It's Dr. Pizza about Stone. This. It's Dr. Pizza Stone. Uh, I'm did, I did some more pizza experiments this week with my Pizza Stone, Russ. Hell yeah. Um, so this week, so, you know, I, on the last episode, I mentioned that I started, uh, I took one of the Detroit Motor City pizzas and took it out of the crisping tray and just cooked it on a normal tray. And it was fine. But I also did something different this week where instead of cooking the uh, instead of just cooking the pizza normally, just putting the tray on the rack, I put it on a pizza stone in my oven. And I got to say, it is better that way. Um, If you put the pizza stone in the oven while it's preheating and let it collect heat for a while and then put the tray on that, it is better. You don't get any of that water buildup and like it's not as wet and spongy of a pizza. It it does seem like it, it cooks a little bit better. And the heat gradient on this was so much better. You could tell the doneness. It looked like somebody got a, a square, the square gradient tool in Photoshop and put that on the bottom of my pizza. It was just like a perfectly done wow. like edges of this pizza. Um, and that was the, the I, I just tried that on a pepperoni motor city pizza. And I've got a little pizza fact too. Do you know why? Do you know how, uh, how, how fucking Detroit, uh, style pizza was born? Wasn't it like these metal pans in a factory? Yeah, it was car. It was like oil pans for like a car in a car factory. It's so pimped, dude. That's what the that's what the back of the box says. Um, <laughs> you know what? I I get most of my info from the back of a box. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, look, I get most of my info for AR on the back of a book. So <laughs> think about it. 
Um, but it's, I, I gotta tell you that pizza stone, you should just get one. Even if you just for, you know, heating, like reheating frozen food. I think a pizza stone's a good idea. I agree. I, I've been meaning to do it. I'm still trapped in the cookie, cookie sheet lifestyle. I, I gotta get in on it. Yeah. And the other thing I found out is that I found that cooking this pizza, it does somehow work better in my convection oven than my, or not my convection, my standard oven rather than my convection, like air fryer toaster oven. Right. For whatever reason, I don't know what that is. Maybe if I mix the pizza stone, the pizza stone does fit in the tiny like toaster convection oven. So maybe that would help, but, um, or maybe it's like a distance to the, to the heating element kind of thing. But I don't know, whatever I did this last time it is it is good. But with frozen pizzas, it, there is some artistry to it because, uh, the time on the box and your time for your specific oven, you gotta, you gotta eyeball it. You can't do it. You can't just listen to those numbers. Those are just guidelines. You gotta have some artistry to it. You have to have the artist's mind. It's kind of like what being a podcaster is, is having that analytical eye, but for audio content instead of painting. And also, uh, the best part of getting a frozen pizza, you just take one of those cold pepperonis off and uh, pop that in your mouth before you put it in the oven. It's like the world's best uh, potato chip. Oh man! Of, I always do you like always a keto potato chip. I you, guess maybe. do you do that every single time you make a frozen pizza, or is that just a me thing? No, I've done it. I've def- it's not an every time thing for me, but I've definitely done it in the past. Where it's like you have a tombstone pizza and you have a one of the pepperonis fall off the side, and you're like, you know what? Instead of putting it back on, let's pop this bad boy in. Yeah, why not? It's already cooked. Who cares? It's also frozen. Who cares? It's fine. Uh, live a little. But it happens a lot with those Detroit things because the toppings are loose on there. It's not like a, not like a tombstone where I feel like they just like press it down with a big hydraulic stamper. <laughs> I do like the big hydraulic stamp. That's how I want my uh, graves to be pre- uh My uh, ashes to be pressed mm-hmm. is under a tombstone pizza. Yeah, which I find quite and, ironic. And, it better be during the Halloween month where they make all the the tombstone pizza spooky. Oh my god. So I could live forever like Michael Morbius as yeah, a vampire. Like, yeah, you could have a man man, they better have some Morbius themed tombstone pizzas Dude, this. That'd be so good. The, the Blu-ray will probably be coming out around then. It's just like the Sonic movie didn't have a Sonic chili dog promotion. Morbius not having a tombstone pizza really. Man, if by the third movie they don't have like some promotion with Sonic the restaurant chain, I'm gonna be so mad. It's so uh, painful. Because like Sonic is a restaurant and it has chili dogs. Come on. Uh, come on, folks. Now, have I eaten at one in about 15 years? No. Ever since, actually, I'd say more than 10 years. When did I eat my chicken strip sandwich? Yeah, my chicken that, nugget sandwich. That was forever ago. It's a long time. You know, they don't even have the chicken strip sandwich anymore, Russ. God damn. <laughs> the, the thing that drove me away, it's not even there. But it's the feeling still lingers. We could have went there. I mean, well, here's the other thing. They got hard seltzer like limeades now at like That's grocery funny. stores. And I should get one of those because their cherry limeade is still very good. I'm I I am depressed. I am pr- depressed that uh, how do I say this? I wish it was a wine cooler. How is that going to be different than like a? Oh, I guess instead of a malted beverage, I want I want a wine cooler. I want like okay Z grade uh wine product. Yeah, pour some like shitty champagne in my uh, in my fucking limeade. <laughs> Fermented grape product. That's yeah. so disgusting that they have to like add uh, four tablespoons of sugar per ounce. Uh, Russ, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of, of weird alcohol, I did recently find out that a hard seltzer bar opened up near me. What the fuck is going on? What is going on? 
<laughs> what is and going? Listen, I will say, as somebody who's got, I'm back in the Soda Stream game, by the way. In the bathroom where we where we live, where we sleep at night here at the movie theater, I do have my parents' Soda Stream. I'm going hard on this thing. I'm I'm putting my mouth on the Soda Stream nipple, and I'm sucking, baby. You know what I'm drinking but, right now? And I used to not be a sparkling water person. I'm drinking a limoncello Lacroix. Uh, do you feel like uh, do you feel like an Italian like uh, uh, what's the Italian word for a gentleman again? Uh, ooh, uh, uh what uh, is paisan? <laughs> like a, no, I do feel like a real paisan. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I I am watching The Sopranos, eating my frozen pizza, and drinking limoncello Lacroix. That's true. So like, That's yeah, very cool. I you know what I ought to get back. I I am Catholic. I should go back to wearing the gold bracelet and and necklace. I need to that go back to the cool. cross necklace. I ought to tell my mom, yeah, I'm, I'm Catholic again. Give me the, give me my, uh, my old necklace back. Uh, are you feeling straight cross or do you want a Jesus on there? Oh, I had, oh, oh, I, do you think I've ever had a cross on anything in my entire life to not have a dead Jesus on it? <laughs> you want it. You want that guess. The cross that was metal. above my bed as like a baby or for like, or not a baby, but it was like a kid, uh, eventually replaced it with like a gold Jesus, but it had a Jesus on there. The one that was before that was like a skin tone painted Jesus with like bloody knees and hands and stuff that they would. I'm just imagining so like cool. Catholic uncut gems where it's like you go in and you're like, I want my cross properly, like iced out with like full blown Jesus. Yeah, that's the Jesus piece. You got to get that. You got to get the Jesus piece. God damn. I need to. I should. I should get back into. I, it would make my it would make my mom happy. It would make me happy if I had if I had this drip. Let's go Catholic. We've been I mean, talking I, about this for years. We've been joking about it and like flirting with it. And like, I am, every I am year, technically still Catholic. I just got to go to a church and tell the priest I'm ready to. I'm back in again. I mean, I'm fucked because I'm cut. But well, well, you you can still be. Oh no, wait. You, I mean, there's nothing against it in the. <laughs> Alan, thank you for thinking of me, but I'm I'm fucked. I'm pissed out a lot. You can you, you still, can always you can always restore your foreskin. <laughs> yeah, I mean the way that modern science is going. You saw that guy on the uh, on fucking uh, on the on the fucking uh, <coughs> the the how to the how to show the guy that, that was stretching his foreskin out. Oh my god! With the uh, with like the rubber band contraption, you can do that. I'm reaching out to Reddit, just like, hey guys, how can I get my foreskin? Back? I need I need to get enough foreskin back to become Catholic. R <laughs> slash frugal. <laughs> <laughs> cheapest way to get foreskin back. Now the priest will check you before your confirmation, <laughs> so you better you gotta be careful. God. I'm so glad I'm so glad because my dad's side of the family is Baptist. I am so glad that my mom made that executive decision for me. There's That's like so mm-hmm, cool. mm-hmm. I think like I think you might not go to Catholic heaven if you're if you're cut. So how about not? <laughs> I yeah, I I, I don't know enough so- about Catholicism is so fucking good, Russ, because Polly Walnuts figured it out entirely in season two Sopranos when he's just like saying like, no, 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 Catholics, they go to purgatory. You don't actually go to hell. You just go to purgatory for like 60,000 years or something. And it's nothing like you just go there yeah. if, if you're a bad guy and it's, you'll because you're eventually, you know, you figure it out. It's just like Samsara. Yeah, you're such a mob guy that you're like, I'm ready to do 60,000 years prison. Yeah, oh, well, break. He, he literally said, I could do that standing on my head because that's nothing in eternity time. And it's like, you know what, Polly, you're right. <laughs> that's so awesome. Polly, you're 100% right. You should stop the donating man, to the church. Smartest man in the history of TV. He's right. He's right about the wet shoelaces about everything. He knows what he's talking about. 
Okay. Oh, Alan, man. you were Dr. Pizza Stone. Yeah. I feel like I should have done like a a stinger, but I I, I was the... You're Dr. Michael I, Morbius. I'm the world's greatest pizza detective. Oh, whoa. Pizza gumshoe? I, I, <laughs> I'm a pizza gumshoe. I think we've even done that before. Um, but uh, I, I investigated a pizza that was not quite a pizza from a friend of ours. Um, oh, by the way, this is a Hail Caesar, the Little Caesar segment. I actually had some Little Caesars pizza. and uh, But it wasn't quite a pizza. It was a crazy concoction called the Batman Calzone. Alan, you've discussed this on the podcast before. That right? is a crazy cal- that is a crazy concoction. <laughs> and uh Alan, do you talked about it, right? Am I crazy? Oh yeah, I've definitely talked about this. Uh yes, I had the crazy calzone pizza thing and uh I did not like the calzone part. I thought that the sauce was like kind of fucked up. I don't there's something about that sauce that doesn't appeal to me. It's like just butter yeah, it is the jizz-like consistency, the weird, not fake, buttery taste to it. I don't know. There's something about it ain't hidden for me. But uh, what I kind of liked about it, and you're, y'all can laugh at me. Listen, you know, Batman, uh, by the way, Batman, not as good as Morbius. Morbius is better. He can fly. Morbius would kill him. Um, the, Batman is afraid of bats, even though he dresses like one, whereas Morbius is friends with bats. Like, yeah. Like, he even says that the bats accept him as a brother. Yeah. A brother. They like they're like screech screech. You can say it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to say it like that, but you know what? You're right. <laughs> Why did I say it like that? Um. <laughs> he listens to Calliope Mori now. Yeah, he <laughs> does listen to. <laughs> that is like the the only rap I listen to. So <laughs> yeah, that's the rap that all filmers like. That's the that's the filmers rap. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because it's kind of like when you watch a VTuber play a game, it's kind of like watching a cartoon movie. Well, also, uh, also her rap is mainly just kind of like it is kind of like uh, where I'm, it's just having like facts and like words spit at me without any real. It does. There's no flow or anything like that. Well, it just it, feels like it, I'm it reading is a what, TV. Term. It is like a rap song that would be in a movie by people who don't understand rap. <laughs> yeah, kind of like the way like when somebody plays like a fake video game in a movie. And stuff, and they're like holding the controller upside down. It's like that, right? Exactly. But for my music. favorite game of all time is the one that kid is playing in uh, Inside Man with uh, <laughs> that Spike Lee. Do you remember that? Did you ever see that movie? I, vaguely, I think I saw part of that. Uh, there, I think I may have made you watch it, but there, he had. There's a kid who plays a PSP in it, but like Spike Lee had like a fake video game created that's like a GTA knockoff, and it's so funny. It's that shit owns. That shit I- owns. It, I would play that game. I would play in a minute the inside pan video. <laughs> it's so No, hey, it's like hey, 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 no microtransactions in this. That's true. Yeah, there is. It's there just we go. a commentary on uh violence in the media it. for children. Spike Lee heard heard about there there being a game called Gang Wars on people's calculators and he freaked out. <laughs> You're right, I ever go. Oh man. You- Oh man, Alec, can we just watch it real quick? This is gonna be a long episode anyway. Yeah, let's just watch this fucking clip. I'll, Here, I'll link it to you. It's so good, dude. This shit's so good. I would. Oh man, I would play this game in a minute. The, okay, the game I'm on copying. calculators was called Drug Wars, I think, not Gang Wars. It okay, was even I'm stupider. sending it to you through Spotify or no through Discord. What is with my brain today? Okay, let me open this shit. This looks like one of those. This looks like one of those like uh, mobile, those like mobile ad games, like the thing. 
like level 99 boss versus <laughs> level one. It's so crook. good. Man, that game is awesome. It looks exactly like that. It is exa- that, also the guy is like- <laughs> the guy is walking by like it looks like like a fridge that's open to the the street or something. <laughs> I feel like Spike Lee was trying to make a commentary about how video games are stupid and bad. But I'm like, I think Spike Lee is probably a, a better game. game designer. You should I mean, do this. Everybody loves that NBA campaign that he made with yeah, everybody loves freak. that where there's a everybody ghost loves or something. The freak. Yeah. Uh, that's all I remember is the main character's freak and the ending is a monologue where um, it's actually your fault as the player that the character died, even though it's a basketball game. Well, it was like his friend died or something, right? Like it was yeah, his friend weird. died and then he blames you, the player. But it's like, this is a basketball video game. I it's, like spec basketball. Up, it's like Spec Ops the line, but if, like the, <laughs> if a basketball player got mad at you. <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't, wanna, I, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want Bookman to get mad at me. Now, Lenicky put, put out a very passive aggressive Instagram post about me. I don't know. He wouldn't. He wouldn't invite me to Taco Tuesday anymore. <laughs> uh, I just hang out with LeBron to meet Bugs Bunny. Russ, I've got a bad sign of the times. Oh no! Pizza prices surpass subway fares, upending decades of NYC economics. Um, oh my God! So I have a uh, I have a, a graph here. I'm going to paste it uh, in the Discord. Um, of the price of a subway of a subway fare compared to the price of pizza. And as you can see in 2020, it's spiked MTA, MTA fares have remained at two seventy five, while the typical cost of a plain slice has increased to $3 and 14 cents. Funny enough, the pie number, um, oh my God. but that's, that's what's going on now. Also, I've got a borough inequality map about the price of different of uh of different uh pizzas in diff- the, the the price per cheese slice in different boroughs and would you would you guess where the most expensive uh pizza can be found um queens cuz that's where the queens live well obviously manhattan would be the 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 the, the, the worst but then the bronx and staten island that should be pizza damn. city god damn dude god damn what's going on Staten Island has seen the most pizza inflation, over 20% pizza price inflation. As huge cinephiles the two of us be, um, I have to say, New York's kind of like its own character. Um, yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is that the, that character is weeping right now. She's crying. And you know me, New York is a beautiful woman, and I, I hate it when women cry. That's like one of my least favorite The Statue of Liberty herself do. is crying. There's tears running down her eyes. God, 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 I wish I lived in a place where I could go get a fucking $3 slice of pizza like this for lunch. And it's all because of the orange bad man. Well, no, it's actually because of Brandon. He did this. I saw a sticker. Wait, Brandon did this. Uh, Well, you know what? I I voted for the guy, but you know what? At this point, any man who makes a woman cry is an enemy of mine. I'm voting for. And also an enemy of of Dr. Michael Morbius. (laughs) Because, uh, That guy beat up, that guy hit his girlfriend and he killed everybody on the boat. Man, could you imagine the alternative timeline where, like, Trump didn't become president and he has a cameo in the Morbius movie, just like a Morbius, you're fired. (laughs) We got a, there's a a vampire in in my tower. Listen, uh, now as a Trump guy, I love that he, (laughs) now that's what I am. I can say that about an hour 15 into a podcast because if you've made it this far, you'll know I'm joking. But now that I'm a Trump guy, um, 
the one the one negative part of his presidency. No more cameos. No more. That is bad. I want him to show up and say and like say something like, "Hey, uh, you you don't look as gay as I thought you did." <laughs> <laughs> uh, he could say that to the Star Wars slug. The Star Wars. Yeah. He. It, it, okay. In every single movie with a gay kiss, I want it to be a Donald Trump cameo where he's just standing up the side, giving the big two thumbs up, smiling, and then the slug <laughs> next to him. He would have done that. He would have done that easy. Because look. Trump just love Trump. Trump loves anybody as long as they're a fan of his. So he doesn't care what they are and no, stuff. And he will tell them that they actually look normal and straight. <laughs> <laughs> he tells the little gay owl that lives in like the Star Wars land and <laughs> he looks normal. That's that is the that is the the best thing is like the gays for Trump people like saying like Mr. Trump, uh, we're here. And we're we're presenting these things like, oh, thank you. You look so normal. You look so straight. I would never would have guessed. <laughs> that is they, like they being, that is like being blessed by the Pope to these guys. <laughs> like they they love that shit. <laughs> Trump has never seen a gay guy wear a pair of jeans before, and it blows his mind. Yeah, because I think in literally in his mind, he thinks like if you're gay, you dress like the village people or you, something. You dress like uh, you dress like uh, what's that One Piece character Von Bon? What? Which one? I mean, you what could dress like any any you if you dress like any One Piece character, you're kind of dressing gay. Because you're oh, like wearing a big uh, feather boa or something. Bentham, Mr. Bond, Mr. Two. Okay, uh, that makes Mr. Two and Alabaster works. You know what I'm talking about. That's what Trump thinks all gay people dress like. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, he's, look, he's, he's must be, he, he's obviously a fan of them because he's playing uh, the village people and Elton John <laughs> constantly. So he loves the music. Okay. Now I do. I like it. Just the idea that he's like, every time he walks past a sailor, he's like, is that a member of the village people? Is he gay? Well, he, well, he. I think he might think he might think that like the cop from the village people is like a real cop. He's like, thank you for your service. Um, he, you know, I mean, he probably thinks that the, the village people, are tro- the village people are troops, basically. To him. I'm braver uh, than the troops in a lot of ways. I mean, the, legitimately, yes. Uh, Did they ever take back? I know for a while they were like, we're not a gay band anymore. YMCA is just about having a good time at the YMCA. It's super not. It's about getting jerked off into like a, a locker room. But like, what? Well, what? Did for a while they denied it, or they were like, we're done with that. Now it's just a fun song. Well, am I? It would be I funny. If, or... It would be funny if they're like, we're all straight now. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> we're asexual. We have no sexual preference whatsoever. We're, we're just actually a, good a time. we're actually a sapiosexual band now. We're about as sexual as like the world's driest, crunchiest wedding reception. I mean, that is basically where all their music has been played. So in a way, that's the only that's like my ideal music. By the way, I get that sex crap out. That's why rap is crap. Is they're always talking about having sex well, with you, who or what? Well, I tell you what, you should listen to some Calliope Mori. <laughs> yeah, because Oliver. Okay, is it okay? I'm gonna make one last Calliope Mori joke. I do feel, I do wonder if all of her songs are like, you didn't think I'd rap about that, did you? <laughs> it's like every song about like her telling people off for thinking she would rap about having. It's mainly about, or- it's mainly about like, uh, like some songs I think are about like hustle, win, success, crime stuff. And about how like, <laughs> really? instead, I didn't know that. I, I think some of the songs are like saying like, hey, instead of being a hater, why don't you get out there and make something? Like right. something like that. Like hey, instead of being a hater, move to Japan and have an improbable music career. <laughs> yeah. Instead of being a hater, just uh, become one of like six people that have this crazy job. Who gets a weird visa. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. You should get a weird become visa. Become friends with the trash taste guys. You should. 
It seems like a good, if you're, look, if you're one of like, if you're one of the few white people in Japan, you, you, that's the only job you have, I think, is to become like I think, a, yeah, I think it is true that the only job you can have in Japan as a white person is an English teacher. Yeah. Or like, just talking about like, be, oh, they or being sauces a, you can buy at a 7-Eleven here. Yeah, it's literally good. that. It's like, it's, it's English, teaching people English. Or you become like the novelty white person who just kind of like react, <laughs> become a react person. You become a react guy. You like react to like, whoa, a maid cafe, huh? Whoa, my god. Yeah, you know. Just don't go to the suicide forest, dude. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to put on the hat and go to. Man, that's that is funny that like we all like laughed at fucking uh, what's his face, uh, Logan Paul for remember his Japan video where he's like playing pranks on people and like skateboarding around. And stuff right. like that. And everybody's like, you're being so fucking disrespectful. Like, what the hell? And then it's just like, I'm rapping he's fire, baby. I'm rapping. <laughs> anyway, the Calzone. Uh, I kind of like that the Calzone was kind of like a gre- a super greasy thin crust. I'm sorry. I'm j- I just jumped right back to the pizza thing. Um, it was like a super greasy thin crust. It's a detriment that to was the almost That was almost kind of wet and chewy. In a way that I kind of liked, but was objectively bad. <laughs> it's I think that the calzone made the pizza worse. And yes, uh, I agree. I agree. I like. I didn't mind the calzone. I didn't. I never had the full size one, but I did. Almost. I did. I didn't even eat all the calzone. I ate like half of one of the wings or whatever. Right. But like, it's <laughs> the wings. Yeah, I ate one of the bat wings. I felt the like fucking ear, Ozzy. The ear of the pizza, the wing of the pizza now. Yeah, ear. Yeah, ah, the, the, ah, the ear of the... <laughs> the pepperoni. The pepperoni, the pepperoni wing. <laughs> oh, man. Um, pepperoni. Um, but anyway, yeah, so... I think it's, I feel like it might be better calzone than the normal calzone just because there's less of it. And I feel like the, the problem with the original for what I gathered from you and everybody else that, that ate that full calzone, it, it seemed like it was just too much. It seemed like it was just an, an, an exercise in excess. Too decadent. Honestly, yeah. they should have just made one part of the Batman calzone calzone. Then you would get like, oh, it's fun. Now, Russ, uh, are you familiar with the struggle bus? So like Herbie the Love Bugs enemy or something? <laughs> no. This must be some sport thing. Maybe Ravi can explain this, but Pizza Hut aims to get you off the struggle bus with an actual bus. Um, Pizza Hut hears you loud and clear. Whether you're feeling this way because of burnout from late night study hours, going too hard the night out before, or heart-crushing disappointment watching your team lose in the final moments of a big game. Hello, NCAA Men's Basketball Final Four registered trademark. Uh, Pizza Hut has found a new way to uh, help those who find themselves on the struggle bus by delivering a respite in the form of an actual bus. Since Pizza Hut has always been a favorite comfort food, we jumped at the opportunity to bring this trending sentiment to life. This bus caters to those on their own struggle bus. This must be a, a this must be some new thing that like a TikTok trend or something we're not aware of that people saying that they're on the struggle bus and they're and they're like, well, this is a real one now. The fun active this fun activation will give fans a spot to refuel while taking time out from cheering their teams on and partying in the big easy. During each stop, the bus will offer lounge areas, beds for power napping, soothing videos, interactive selfie experiences, and of course, plenty of Pizza Hut pizza. So they're going to be driving around New Orleans um, starting April 2nd, uh, April 2nd through Sunday, April 3rd. 
Um, so because this is Pizza Hut is the official and only pizza sponsor of the NCAA. Um, so I guess it's kind of like a pizza, like chill out tent for people that are watching sports. I guess you just like go take a nap on the pizza bus or something or, and get a slice. And now that I'm a jock, Alan, there is nothing harder than watching sports. It's painful. Every second of it is terror. There's no hope or joy in it whatsoever. All it is is pain. Mm-hmm. I never feel relaxed while watching sports. I thought this was more like kind of like a Burning Man, like cool down tent kind of thing, but for <laughs> oh, pizza. That too. That too. Um, we got we to gotta burn through this pizza news. Holy shit, we're, <laughs> this is a long episode. Um, well, it's like two episodes in one. It's true. <laughs> you know, people get twice the... It's true, it's true. planning on recording another episode next week about a certain movie about a certain crime. Yeah. Of a Grindelwaldian's figure. Yes, of course. Um, solving the challenges of robotic pizza making from MIT news, a new technique could en- enable a robot to manipulate squishy objects like pizza dough or soft materials like clothing. Um, so this is a long article, but it is essentially, they, they created a, they, they've created a machine learning program with in like a teacher program to, um, to teach uh, a robot how to move deformable objects like pizza dough. So they've they've created some sort of pizza neural network, I think, to uh, this okay. <laughs> machine learning metaverse. Metaverse, they're using all the buzzwords. They're doing all the yeah, they're doing buzzwords. They're doing guess, some crypto stuff. It's on the blockchain. Um, and what this ultimately t- results in is um, I'm watching a GIF of like uh, of like a robotic rolling pin and a robotic like wooden block like scoop ball of dough onto a ledge and then flatten it out. So you're, um, they had to do all these buzzwords and stuff, but it, it, it taught a robot how to use a spatula and a rolling pin. And if only I could teach my wife to stop using the rolling pin. <laughs> Al, you're always getting chased around. That's why I'm at the movie theater all the time. I know. I Listen, uh, I've heard happy wife, happy life, but. Uh... <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I'm coming here to see happy feet at <laughs> the movie. <laughs> you're always waiting for a new happy feet. Of course. Um, seven worst fast food pizzas to stay away from right now. Now this is okay. worst in terms of, uh, in terms of nutrition. Can you guess what okay, is number not value? No. Can you guess what is the, uh, what is the worst? Uh, oh, hold on. I'm trying to see there. Are they doing this in like reverse order? Okay. The worst, the worst one. Can you, do you know where the worst pizza is? The worst, the worst per, say... pa- per, per number of calories slice. Meat lovers, Papa John's. The number one is a um a one slice of a Sparrow's XL New York stuffed sausage no. and pepperoni. Because it's stuffed. It's stuffed sausage and pepperoni. Let me let That's me send, funny. It's got like underneath the cheese, there's like meat there's like sausage balls and like pepperoni rolled up and stuff. That's funny. Number two, in in term, descending in terms of calories, uh seven hundred and forty oh the, the sparrow was 800 calories per slice, 810 calories per slice. That's insane. That's a lot of calories. Um, number two, Marco's thick crust, all meat pizza with 742 calories per slice. Let's go. Number three, the uh, little Caesars Detroit style deep dish, five meat feast, 504 calories. The bacon Uh, wrap didn't make it. Do they still do that? I don't think they do that still. Um, I haven't seen the bacon tweet in a while. So yeah. Five meat feast, like I said, it's excessive. That is something like a king would eat. Um, 
Number four, uh, Papa John's large pepperoni sausage and six cheese epic stuffed crust pizza at 408, uh, 480 calories per slice. Then Pizza Hut Meat Lovers Pan Pizza, also 480 calories. Then Domino's Large Hand-Tossed Cali Chicken Bacon Ranch at 410 calories. Um, I'm surprised that the Chicken Bacon Ranch at Domino's was the one that made it. Like, the, that's strange. I guess that is just pure butter product or whatever they use there. So the Parmesan, it's like the Parmesan on it. It's like... Uh, the Parmesan from the Old Hills. Yeah, that, that, that sauce that they use is mainly just like pure salt. Um, that's surprise. I, I kind of figured... I mean, I guess like nobody's getting Sapporo. Nobody's getting Papa John's. So if you consider <laughs> that, then like the, the, the most unhealthy, nobody eats those. Uh, the, the most, now I'm wondering if that's like so few people eat at Sabaro now. That's just like, they just keep that one slice around and it's like $45. Yeah. It's like, they have to like mail it to you. Gold belly. Style, <laughs> it's a ghost kitchen, dude. I mean, honestly, it probably kind of is, uh, but like <laughs> the little Caesars one is probably that makes sense. That makes sense to me that the little Caesars would be like of the pizzas that people regularly order a little Caesars or like a, or like a pizza hut, uh, you know, Supreme or something that's, that should be high up there. I feel like a pizza hut, their stuff feels way more grease laden than anything else. Right. So I feel like they, I'm surprised they didn't like score higher, but maybe they calculated it by like the individual ingredients and not actually how much grease is used to cook it. But it was a calorie basis. So, I mean, I think like probably doubling up on like cheese and stuff like that's bad. Um, Sonic News Reviews, Reviews and Tudes. Uh, Before we get into the movie news. It took a long time to get here, folks, but you've made it. Congrats. Before we get into the movie news, I've got some interesting uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Sonic Adventure 2 news. Um, Somebody discovered, players have discovered that a Chow in the Chow Garden can get sick a little over two decades after the mode was was first created. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) This is weird. Um, there's a rare phenomenon in both Sonic Adventure and two in the Chow Garden, um, where a, a Chow can get sick once every 6,000 interactions, a player might find their Chow suddenly coughing as if they have a cold. Other character animations for this rare occurrence include sneezing and itching rash and the poor Chow clutching their upset stomach. Thankfully, there is a doctor on hand, the doctor at the Chow Center. At the, you know, you remember the Dr. Chow? He has like the, the I, tufts of I actually do. I do remember Alan. <laughs> yeah. He's got like a, a big smile and he looks goofy. He and he's like, like fucking big. He's like a big chow. No, he's actually the same size. I think he, he's uh, about, I, maybe it's just he zoomed in very closely. Um, and he will uh, he will give your your chow a big cough drop, uh, um, and it'll make him feel better. I googled Doctor Chow and I learned uh, I could head over to uh, Seattle and see Jana Briscoe B. Chow medical degree. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, can you can you help with my uh my my, my little goo, I, uh, goo guy? Pull out my VMU. Can you fix this for me? Yeah, I guess at that point though, it was the uh, the GBA, the GBA connector with Sonic Advance too. Yeah, I. You're right. It would be the GBA connector. Um. Uh, I was gonna read the Gex Junior news, but that's not that we we don't have time for that. Yeah, we're out. <laughs> I just want to know who the mom is. Is it the is it the lady with the boobs? Who knows? We'll never, we'll know, never who Ge- know. We'll never know who Gex Junior's mom is. <laughs> it's true. Um, it's, it's a real shame. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2's official sneaker collab is kind of mid. Uh, these filas are pretty chunky. Um, uh, yeah. Did you even attempt to get them? 
No, because I have those Nikes that aren't official Sonic shoes, but are about as perfect as you could get in terms of Sonic shoes. I remember seeing them. I think my my size, which I won't say on the podcast because the freaks out there. Um, update your wiki feet, Russ. Update it. <laughs> Folks, update the wiki feet. No, it, I think my size sold out within like seconds. Damn. And uh, listen, I'm not part. I'm not I'm not going to join the flipper lifestyle. I'm. I can't get that twisted. Alan, have you ever thought about becoming a flipper? Do you think have you ever a sneaker flipper yourself? Yeah. Mm, I, no, I can't do that. I I don't have it in me. I can that that would be like my uncut gems. I could never do that. <laughs> it's too twisted. It's too twi- it would be I would be so stressed out because of like <laughs> I I would be in debt to people over sneakers and it would not be good. Who was the NBA player? Was it Kevin Durant? It was Kevin Durant. It was Kate. No, it was Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Was Garnett. KG. 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 Yeah, KG um, just tries to buy your shoes off of your feet. Why show me the <laughs> shoes if you can't have I can't have it. <laughs> that is, he's always doing that. He's grabbing the shoes off people's feet. Why show me your shoes if I can't have them? <laughs> he wants the, he, he saw me eating my Batman calzone and he took it off me. Yeah. Um... And he always is trying to steal my mystical rocks. <laughs> that That's true. Um, you do keep a lot of mystical gems. <laughs> you are Dr. Pizza Stone. I, I I really do actually need to move my mystical gem collection from my parents' house to my real house. Because <laughs> I do have like uh, some geodes and stuff. I'm like, I really wish I had my geodes sitting around here. You're kind of like Dr. Michael Morbius because you, you have some unconventional mm. science you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am a, I am a blood expert. <laughs> yeah of course of course uh that, that's what i I would love a doctor to say like well you are the leading expert on pizza stones <laughs> you are dr pizza stone um you do have your doctorate advanced uh and i did turn down that? a nobel prize oh, Alan, you're gonna get so mad at me what's the name of the uh, effect when uh bread browns in the oven it has a name what well, the i can't remember it's a, i can't remember if it's pronounced with a with a y like or the carbonic double. effect no 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 uh the maillard reaction that's what you're thinking Mail- the browning reaction yeah. the caramelization kind of thing it's yes. not exactly caramelization but i know what you're talking about right uh <laughs> dude it'd be cool if you were a superhero whose powered was the maillard reaction yeah you just make stuff to you just make stuff turn brown and good <laughs> yeah brown and good it's just like, ooh, I'm I I'm perfectly I'm perfectly browning this meat. You could be like a '90s X Men and be like crisp, crisp, crisp would be pretty good because it'd be like a fucked up <laughs> scene where he like uses his power to like he like like grabs somebody's face and like crisps them. That's pretty sick, actually. Just saying that it would be pretty cool if you had like if you had the power to like microwave people with your hands. <laughs> Man, I miss '90s X Men. <laughs> Wish yeah. we could go back to that. I want I want maggot back. I miss maggot. <laughs> I miss maggot. I want to have two big, two big slugs crawl to your stomach and to digest stuff for you. That's so cool. <laughs> what do you prefer? A bunch of weird fucked up guys or like the X-Men getting written in and out of existence multiple times? Uh, hmm. I want more weird fucked up guys, I think. I want a beak. I feel, okay, sorry. Not to go off. We're going on one more super quick tangent. It is funny whenever you hear about the X-Men, you're either hearing if they're being written in or out of Marvel existence. Yeah, and also the whole thing with the X-Men now is that you want me to spoil what the whole thing with the, the Krakoa deal was? Yeah, sure. Um, so the whole thing is because, so Moira McTaggart uh, was revealed to be a mutant, and her power is that she reincarnates every time she she dies and like re- and makes like a time loop so she can make go back and make changes. 
and stuff. Right. I remember this. Okay. So like the whole thing is she sets up Krakoa because she's seen all these other times where the X-Men fail to establish their future, but it's revealed that she actually does want the X-Men to fail. And that, um, this loop, uh, she, her whole, she, she's like trapping them on K- Krakoa or something like that. So that way she can, uh, it's something she really, she's, she does actually hate all the mutants and wants them to die and wants to get rid of them and stuff. So oh, there's some no. weird thing. And there's a thing with like, uh, she got rid of like destiny, the, uh, mystique's wife, uh, because she can see the future and she knew what was up or something like that. So there's a, there's a whole thing now where she was like basically trying to get rid of all the X-Men and now everybody hates her. And I think maybe they yeah. sent her to hell. I think they might've sent her to their <laughs> version of hell, which is like, Ram? no, because it's, uh, because they all are immortal now. Um, they sentenced like saber tooth to like Krakoa hell where they just like opened up a big hole in the ground. And that's like, you, pretty good. Actually. And you're like, like uh, they're like, you killed a, you, you killed a person and you're not, mutants aren't allowed to kill people because they, we, we can't bring them back. So we're sending you down uh, to live underneath the island in Krakoa hell. We're sending you to the fucking, uh, to the, the place underneath Landell <laughs> where the, the, the subterranean shunning grounds, you can go hang out there. And uh, I think he's just like their devil now. God, I don't know what black Tom's up to because he melded with the island at some point. I'm worried about black Tom Cassidy. Gotta I'm, worry about him. I'm worried. Black about Tom him. Cassidy sounds like a WWE wrestler. Anyway, we need he to he, he really is kind of like a WWE <laughs> wrestler. Is the thing he's like a weird Cajun swamp man that's like related somehow to Gambit. Like I think he used to be like his boss or something. And he's just like, that's oh, he's like more on me. I can't hold back all the plants no longer. Is he <laughs> making big bug eyes the entire time? He kind of looks like a he kind of <laughs> kind of looks like a vampire man like he's like kind of like, <laughs> kind of he's kind of drawn like a he wears like a weird cape and stuff like he's kind of drawn like a Morbius actually. Um, fuck, dude. Yeah, it's weird. Um, he has a shillelagh that he carries around. It's pretty cool. Dude, he's that's Cajun, okay. but he's Cajun. I'll I'll always take a shillelagh. I I there are a few situations I always keep my shillelagh. On me. He's packing heat. <laughs> it's so cool. A shillelagh should be a registered weapon. Dude, imagine that you get into a street fight with like one of those guys in Texas who like lobbied to get a samurai swords as like legal to carry, and you get in a fight with one, and you pull out a shillelagh, and it just fucks their day up because they're like, "I've never trained against a shillelagh before." Yeah, hold on. Here's a here's a really good. Uh, I found a really good action figure of Black Tom Cassidy where he has his shillelagh with him. That's so um, sick, dude. So sick. He looks like a Morbius, but with a goatee, doesn't he? He's got. Yeah. Like, he looks. Yeah. Like, he looks like comic book Morbius. He looks like Dollar Store <laughs> Doctor Strange. Yeah, he's got like the big, the big stupid collar and stuff. Uh, he's he's, but he's become like a plant man. Like uh, he's more like he's turning into like a swamp thing man in the in the recent comics. It's kind of weird. I hope um, he, they have he gets to have fruit sex with somebody. I always, I'm always hoping that for fruit. Se- you're always wanting fruit sex for people. <laughs> I always want to give orgasm fruit to the love of my life. Well, you know, there's Is there any women out there who want to enjoy my <laughs> orgasm fruit? Please message me. Also, I will be referencing Louisiana jazz. Of course. The... I love you, Alan Horn. Don't get mad at me. He loves Louisiana jazz. Uh, you know, you know, I was listening to the podcast, the ride about where they were doing the fi- the fake rock final four. And they were talking about uh, Mac Mac tonight. Did I ever tell you that there's a, there's a chapter of Ex- leave extraordinary gentlemen that is just literally just Alan Moore, just doing three penny opera. Uh, and like Mac, the knife is there. <laughs> like he's just, that's pretty sick. Dude. 
Literally, is Mac the Knife in the public domain? So yeah, Mac the Knife. So Three Penny Opera was a uh, was like when you see what year that came out in, but that's what he's from. Um, I don't know if he was like a. Yeah, the Three Penny Opera. That's Bertolt Brecht. So that was what that was. Uh, it's an adaptation of an English of John Gay's eighteenth uh, century ballad opera, The Beggar's Opera, and like it's, it's, a, it's there's lore here. It was like it goes deep, folks. It's real. It's about like a bunch of like poor people in London and stuff, like living down by the the dock and stuff like that. And the whole thing in like that issue of like uh, it, like that whole thing is like uh, Nemo's daughter is like Pirate Jenny or, or or Jenny Diver or whatever for the thing. And then Mac Mac the knife is back in town because um he was they think he's the one who did all the all the the Jack the Ripper, uh, all the Jack the Ripper killings. But like who's the count that that the the nobleman that they think might have been Jack the Ripper or whatever, who was that guy in real uh, life? I can't remember. <laughs> Sir uh, Francis Bacon, oh, I don't it, know. It, whichever noble one like that, they he apparently did like a copycat of like one of the last killings, and then he got in trouble for it. And uh, instead of letting Mac the Knife take all the credit, he said he did all the killings. So Mac got off, got out of jail, and he's back in town now. And uh, and uh, there's a whole thing like of them singing and stuff about. It's like a weird like. Uh, anti-capitalist kind of thing and because it's Alan Moore and it turns into this weird like uh, exactly what you'd expect Alan Moore to do but it's clear that he just like loves this this fucking 18th century ballad opera that some guy wrote forever ago and is like he I think like all the dialogue he just like copied and like put in there and also uh, also uh, also fucking what's his face uh Jack Mac the Knight, he's like also the descendant of like the original McKeith, the, the the highwayman legend or something. Really? Yeah, it's like some weird like fucking... the poem. What am I? Yes, thinking of? yes, like that, like that, yeah, like that. It is that. It's some That's weird. So... It's some fucking weird shit. It is again. I think Alan Moore. He doesn't realize it, but he has like a filmer brain in a weird way, and he's like he's like I'm going to take uh, I'm making a cinematic universe for every single weird British story that has ever existed uh, throughout all time. Uh, the Canterbury tales, uh, all of them, they're all here. Well, do you know that like the original league of league story gentleman was Prospero from the Tempest? It was him. He's a yep. wizard and he, he made the league no. and he has like, was, we- uh, was the farmer who stuck the hot poker up the butt? Was I, don't, I haven't got to the Canterbury tales people yet. I haven't got to okay. that, but I feel like that's coming. I feel like there's going to be a flashback where where that happens. And Mary Poppins is God, by the way. That Mary, makes sense. That makes God that she is the God for British people. Is that like it is like a it is a nice but like uh, still like an, uh, an authority figure, uh, like a nanny. It is it is a the British God is like a nanny figure that's nice to you. Fuck, dude. Think about it. It makes sense. It does make sense. God damn it. It does make sense. I like he totally gets it. Like that is what British people. That is their God. Um, anyway, and she kills Harry Potter. Um, and so, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog movies won't follow the games in order. According to uh, director Jeff Fowler. Um, it's not always going to be a linear progression. Like, oh, this is Sonic two. So, uh, this was in Sonic two. So it's in the Sonic two film. It's going to be a little bit of cherry picking, a little bit of a melting pot. There's so much great, inspiring imagery to pull from in 30 years of games. So if we don't get in one film, there's always a chance we'll revisit it somewhere else. Um, 30 years worth of games. He's right. You think maybe we'll see, uh, I'm just saying Sonic three is going to go chaotic mode. I'm just saying it now we're going to a theme park. 
I think it, like what if he meets the what if he meets the the Black Knight or whatever, or he, or he goes to the Arabian Nights land. Yeah, the Secret of the Ring, you know, Sonic and the Secret of the Rings. Is that was the game. Yeah. Oh, so here's something. This is a bit of a spoiler. The new movie features the Labyrinth Zone. What the fuck? Fuck. What the hell? Uh, that's from the first game, though. But uh, also, uh, do you think they're gonna do the music when he's drowning? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Uh, that'll that'll traumatize a generation of children just like watching this movie and feeling anxiety. Um, I typed in Labyrinth Zone in one of the... It does start fetishes like uh, Quicksand used to, so I don't know. Maybe they shouldn't it's, do that. It's funny you mentioned fetishes because I googled this and one of the first results was this picture of Sonic standing and clasping his throat from DeviantArt. Uh, <laughs> and, it, and it's like a countdown next to his head like he's just standing there drowning and this person... God damn it, dude. <laughs> That's really dark, actually. We're, <laughs> we know this shit too well. We're plugged in. <laughs> it's breath play. We live here. Yeah, I live here in the Labyrinth Zone. People think that, uh, well, we live in a movie theater, but... <laughs> I mean, my life a movie. Damn, my life's a movie. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, we do we do know what's going on here. Uh, so is pe- Mac the Knife our uh, toot this week? Because uh, I'm running long. Uh, I actually do have a good toot this week. Hold on. Okay, let's go. We'll do a quick one. We'll do a quick one. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, okay, hold on. I, oh. I do, I, I do have, I have more news story. I have to get through. <laughs> drop it, drop it. Sorry. Okay, okay, I okay. We <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 explains Robotnik's change. I just got to ratchet it up. There was this, uh, Fuck. the first movie was received so well. There was this diabolical evil thing that was fun and animated, but there was a sweetness to the character Sonic and his innocence and his preteen enjoyment of the world. That's why I did it. The second time I just got to ratchet it up. I go, okay, he's been on the mushroom planet. Obviously, he didn't find the right mushrooms, because if he had, he would have stayed there. He's coming back, full of vengeance and wanting to settle the score. Now he's got a power that makes him a demigod, which is what we're real what we're which is really what we're all after. He's right. Uh it's true. We're all looking we're all megalomaniacs just like Jim Carrey. Look, look, I do wanna uh, he knows I'm a tarnished. <laughs> no. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to get the sh- the shards, I'm trying to find the shard bears. You know what? I mean, Ronnie is kind of the woman on the moon. And yeah. He's the man on the moon. Think about I've been pretty again. confident for a few years about what I do that's special. So Robotnik was no different than the mask or one of those ones, he said. Fuck. It was an opportunity to go back and do that over-the-top absurd energy and still make him believable within the story. It was pretty. He also opened up about the bold look, admitting it was pretty free. There weren't a lot of people sitting on me. Wait, maybe they should. I don't know. It was a license to kill. Robotnik... There's no end to where he could go with his madness. <laughs> He's going nuts. We're in an era. This is, this is, I did not read this part ahead of time. I didn't scroll this far down. We're in an era where we're dealing with the madness of Silicon Valley doing whatever they're doing to us. Sometimes it's for good. Sometimes it's not. And they've added an appendage to the human body we've never had before. Now we can't live without. So how far would Robotnik go if he gets a couple of those guys in a room? God. He's, He's right. A, listen here. You know, we make all these cutesy jokes about getting joker fight and stuff. Ha ha, how funny, the idea of becoming a clown who loves crime. But this guy got Eggman fight. He did get Eggman fight. <laughs> he became Eggman. <laughs> he became Eggman, and he won't stop. He got, uh, he, he might have been, he, do you think he's kind of like the original, original Jared Leto? You know, weird <laughs> way? Is like, he, he, because he becomes the mask, he becomes a fucking... Maybe it's just because the characters he play are all basically him, kind of like Jared Leto is. He put is. the mask on and he never took it off. Yeah, it's true. 
Um, also, why Jim Carrey is probably retiring after Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, this this might be his last movie, Russ. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Think what, about a place it. To, what a place to drop off. He said on uh, the March 31st episode of Access Daily, I am retiring. I'm being fairly serious. It depends. If the Angels bring some sort of script written in gold ink that says to me it's going to be really important for people to see, I might. I might continue down the road, but I'm taking a break. I really like my quiet life. I love putting paint on canvas. I love my spiritual life. And I feel like, and this is something you might never hear another celebrity say, I've had enough. I've done enough. I am enough. Uh, Damn, dude. Um, and also, okay, so ho- hold on. Um, he found himself dipping back into his infamous improv show and slipping into his presidential shoes when he played the role of Joe Biden in late 2020. I forgot he was Joe Biden. And uh, remember that. And then in December, he said he stepped down from the guest role since it was just one that extended beyond the original term. I thought my term was only meant to be six weeks. I was thrilled to be elected as your SNL president comedy's highest call of duty. I would love to go forward knowing that Biden was a victor because I nailed that shit. He got Brandon elected. He did it. He won. He did it. That's true. He won. I don't remember earlier in the podcast i said i was anti-brandon now i'm back i'm team brandon well it's because he blue no matter who look i mean he might have did it he had those stickers saying he did it and made the price of pizza go up higher than subway fare but uh no we're dropping it again yeah well i don't know about voting red till i turn dead maybe that maybe he uh maybe he was getting (laughs) i am the mythical i am the mythical uh swing voter by the way Uh, i do exist i'm out here i think maybe maybe his whole his whole biden thing was uh was some some Eggman seeping into his subconscious that he wanted? He tried. He did. He helped the steal. Eggman did the steal, and also <laughs> probably used his tech knowledge to steal the to get rid of those vote servers in Germany. I'm sure there's a fan fic out there where Sonic stops the steal. He's the only one fast enough to stop the steal. The problem with that though, Alan, is that the president who has the uh, Sonic and Shadow picture on his desk. Yeah, he, he looks a lot like Brandon. I'm not gonna lie, and that would be something that he would have to look at a picture to remember the two talking hedgehogs. <laughs> if Brandon, if Joe Brandon met, if Joe Brandon met two talking hedgehogs, he would have to hey, look man. at a picture to remember them because he would just think they're hey, like. Check. He's just like, yo, you mean those Italian guys I was talking to earlier? <laughs> man, back at the pool, we had all sorts of talking animals. We had all sorts of guys. Just like, all hanging out, drinking, drinking seltzer water, and sometimes there'd be rough and tumble and. You know, some Joe of the, Biden's some memories of the-, of the pool is like he thinks he like was hanging out with like uh, with like the legal eagle and like uh, and Woody Woodpecker and stuff like he thinks he's, <laughs> he thinks like all the cartoon characters from like the 1950s were like hanging out with him there. Man, the back when I was Batman, back when I was lifeguard, blue hedgehog fell at the bottom of the pool. There's a the music start playing, Jack. Jack, music star playing. I had to jump in, man. I had to jump in and save that little blue guy. Scar- scariest uh, damn music I ever heard as a kid. <laughs> I thought I was drowning, man. Jack. Oh man, I I, I thought he was blue already, but I was old as damn breath. Oh man. <laughs> I'm like, you want an ice cream cone? He said, No, I want myself a, a chili dog. A chili dog. I was like, "What the hell? I never had one of those before." Too spicy. You know, back then, too spicy. I had back to find then, a... you just had a straight, you just had a straight hot dog back then. Maybe some ketchup if you're in a wild mood. <laughs> we called it the red stuff. We didn't even know it was made of ke- made of tomatoes. Yeah, I meant tomatoes. I had, to, I, had to, I had to find an Italian that to teach me how to make chili, Jack. 
<laughs> He's the only one that knew how to do uh, ground beef and sauce back at the time. You had to cross the river to go to Cincinnati, you know, whatever you Jack. Back in Delaware. And they only got beans. <laughs> at the time, a bean, you just mixed them up, called a salad. That's what a salad was back then. Now, if you had maybe two, the three beans, well, that's how you, you're eating good. You know your dad's putting some money on the table. <laughs> Most of us couldn't have the three bean salad, Jack. Yeah, back in the day, Project Dark was a boat. Now it's a, now it's a satellite that's, that stretches across the heavens, shoots a laser, blows up the moon. Bio lizards, huh? <laughs> back in my day, we just had normal lizards. <laughs> What's the dude of the week, by the way? We never Zouge. got to it. Zouge the bat. <laughs> Zouge the bat. Fuck, dude. Is this a Pender's joint? Uh, tell me what you think Zouge the bat looks like. Is he a Pender's joint? Uh, no, this is an Ian Flynn joint. Ooh. Now, okay, will, so he's actually cool. Now, I will tell you this. Think about, think about um, Zouge the bat. It's spelled like Rouge the bat, but with a Z. Oh, he's, he's, is he a zone cop? This is Rouge the Bat, but zo- a zone as the, uh, and the same works in the no zone like a Zonic does. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. This is the no zone version of Rouge the Bat and is the therapist of no zone jail. Whoa. She's like the, Harley, she's like the Harley Quinn or the uh, Dr. Melfi. <laughs> I tried to Google Zouge the Bat and the legendary Prime Minister Zhu Long. <laughs> God damn it. Uh,. Oh, he was a member of the Three Kingdoms. Fuck. Oh, you're he's getting a, some fucking you're getting some fucking romance of the Three Kingdoms shit where you're trying to find Rouge the Bat. Come on. Zouge the Bat. Zouge the Bat. Zouge the is Bat. Like, is it like huge but with Z in, instead? No, it's like Rouge but with uh, but with Oh, uh, uh, I don't know why I went with the Chinese pronunciation in my head. Yeah, no, What's yeah, Zouge the Bat. Like, come on. <laughs> it's, it's Rouge but with a Z in front. Like Zonic. Li- <laughs> Listen, you know, I'm always I'm always thinking about Lou Boo and stuff. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're like you were like that guy from prison school that's always thinking about the romance of the Three Kingdoms. Dude, Alan, next time you should do instead of two of the week instead of a Sonic character, you should do a romance of the Three Kingdom character. Maybe we should do that. They have pretty good tunes, I think. They're maybe the they got some tunes. good tunes over there too. I think it's mostly Yowie the... somehow. Oh um, my God, Zeus the Bat. She's like the therapist. She's like the. Do you think that? Do you think that like? Uh, that like scourge, like uh, somebody tries to put a hit on him because he's seeing Zeus the bat. <laughs> I'm imagining the the Rorschach issue of Watchmen, except with Zonic, with uh, Scourge the Hedgehog. <laughs> You're not You're trapped. trapped in here with me. Oh man! And you stare into the abyss. <laughs> I stare. Doesn't stare back. I was just thinking. I was just thinking. Zeus the bat is either a either a Harley Quinn because she's like a like the 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 Arkham oh. the Arkham therapist. Or just her having like a talk with like Tony Soprano, uh, because she's his therapist now. Um, after the arrest of the Destructix, Lightning Lynx decided to attend one of Zuge's sessions. It was being observed by the warden. Zuge then welcomed Scourge's arrival soon after and encouraged the talk about what he, why he felt the need to lash out. However, Scourge redirected the focus towards Lightning since he was a newcomer to the prison. Zuge and the other inmates then listened to Lightning as he told the, his, of his life in the Raiju clan and how he got banished due to his emotions being toyed with, not once, but twice, and became involved in criminal activities in the time between. This is like Sopranos. Uh, before Zush <laughs> could do anything, though, Scourge interrupted and began to egg on Lightning of having been mistreated by the Bride of the Conquering Storm, uh, though he'd done nothing wrong. Zush tried to get Scourge to make more constructive contributions, 
but he ignored her and continued to work lightning and the other inmates into a frenzy over getting revenge. And the session broke down into chaos despite Zuja's attempts to quell the situation. At that point, Zuj realized the months of progress with the prisoners had been lost in an instant. And she turned to the warden in disgust, telling them to the return to their cells. So Scourge had jokerified all the other prisoners and undid all of her therapy. Oh my God. It's just like, it is the Rorschach issue. It is that or the Joker. This is like the oh, Joker. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's like the deleted Joker scene from the uh, new Batman we, we movie. Didn't, we, didn't even, we didn't even fucking tell what uh, Zeus the Bat looks like. She looks like Rouge the Bat, but if she was like uh, dressed like a therapist, like she's just wearing like a uh, like yeah, a, pur- the- a purple and pink like pantsuit, like a suit jacket and stuff. <laughs> Sexy though. <laughs> Pokemon go to the polls. I'd do that. I'd Pokemon go to the polls. I'd for vote. Her. I'd, I'd, I'd vote for Rouge the Bat any time, any single time. <laughs> she's the only CIA agent I would vote for. Yes. I would save her from Havana syndrome. <laughs> Rouge the bat Havana syndrome. God damn. Folks, well, we she's, she's it. even more, su- she's even more uh, susceptible to ultrasonic weapons. Cause she's a bat. Think about it. It's true. The Brown noise. Wait, that's pants pooping. Damn we, it. we don't know if any of the CIA people uh, poop their pants. We don't know that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> Listen, if I poop my pants, my first, my first instinct would blame. Blame I Russia. Blame yeah. I blame Russia. Putin? You did it. You made me poop my pants. I can't believe it. That's why you named that, by the way. He has a poopy name. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny, everybody? That's killing me. Are you an S- are you writing for SNL? Yeah, he's also gay, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got his ass. Got his ass. It's like, do you remember that loving that lovingly drawn picture? I think they talked about it on, on fucking Minion Death Cult. It was like a it, it was like fetish art picture that was like of Putin, but he was like stretching his asshole and it had like the the uh the the fucking uh the the la- lady liberty's like her the torch for the statue of liberty going up his up his ass that's and it, so awesome and like so boomers were like posting on facebook and it's like this is like somebody's fetish art but the boomers are pasting posting it for some reason <laughs> and it was just like he had like an ex- like a detailed like shaved scrotum and it's like i think is you guys the, don't realize what you're sharing is the art better or worse than the um <sighs> Oh my gosh, how am I... She hasn't been in the news long enough that she's left my brain. What's the... The the squad again? The squad? Fucking A. I forgot her name. How AOC, her Ilhan name? Omar. AOC, uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was almost going to say, like, Triple H. <laughs> Triple H. Triple H is... is uh... <laughs> Triple H is a member of the squad. That would be awesome, dude. Oh, man. I mean, AOC is kind of like Triple H. And I'm not going to extrapolate on that further because somebody might get mad at me. Anyway, uh, AOC... <laughs> The AOC uh, Findom art is it better or worse art than that? Uh, it's 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 pretty good. I think it it's like it's more realistic. It is like one of those photorealistic drawings. Like somebody looked at a real set of balls to draw this, and a real asshole. Right, right. Um, and and because I'm a Reddit user, I think the more photorealistic art is, the better it is. So <laughs> I was I tried to find that artwork, but I just found. DeviantArt edits of her uh, fake farting, and it looks like she's farting Slimer out. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'll just send it to you. Well, folks, this is probably the... This is probably a note to go, go, go <laughs> That That looks like the fucking smoke effects from Morbius is coming out of her ass. <laughs> Morbius is gonna kick AOC's ass. Oh man! How cool would it be if Morbius was standing behind her and he was doing the thing where he's flying and he sees like all the smoke lines coming through the air? 
it does feel like a thing that would happen in Morbius 2 where she was like, I'm going to promise the people of New York blood treatments. And then he finds out that it, she was corrupt the entire time. Yeah. Damn. And Damn. also, and also like season two of the boys. And it turns out she had super powers the entire time. <laughs> and it, It's written by like a uh, Orchi. Who's the K hive person again? The, uh, Oh, Lindelof. Yeah. Lindelof, <laughs> Lindelof writes it. Uh, man, Lindelof needs to get back. I want Lindelof to be like in charge of like a Kamala documentary, like in 20 years or something. What was it? Wasn't he in charge? Of, who was it? Kurtzman? He was in charge of Spider-Man. I think so. I just can't God, wait for what? the eventual. I just can't wait for like the eventual Kamala doc where they're like, they, where they try to like dress it up as like this big prestige thing because, you know, she was like this first like woman of color, like vice president. But like literally all she's done so far is just kind of show up on camera and just be like, we're doing it every day. We're doing it. We're doing it. Everybody. <laughs> Come on. And just like Zand out Oops. of her mind. It's awesome. Every day. It's every day, bro. We got to do it. That's just what she does. And it's so going to be, cool. it's going to be so cool that like Lindelof is going to have that over like with a big sweeping score behind, behind her while she just kind of like teary eyed looks into a camera and saying, don't, don't come. Don't, don't come. It'll be so cool. We don't want you here. Her saying her tear, teary eyed, just saying don't come into the camera was maybe like, that was like the greatest thing they could do for like the, a specific type of right wing sicko. Who's just like, yes, I'm, I'm adding this to my folder. <laughs> 15 guys and they all are opinion columnists. It's all the guys who make those ARC fart pictures. <laughs> it's like they have a folder on their computer. That's AOC fart pictures, AOC feet pics. And then like Kamala and, saying, and don't come. Then a draft about how we need to defend Israel. For the, yeah, and definitely. You get paid $2 million. 100%, for. And my, and my, it's like, and from the desk of Kurt, I could want. <laughs> It's a, the iCloud account for Max Boot. If you go look in there, you will find you will find AOC fart deviant arts in there. Yeah, it's um, all the same, dude. It, it all leads back. Yeah, it's all it's 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 recursive. It's it's, it's this is a mandala of AOC farting. <laughs> the pendulum swings. It's it's still it's still the same pendulum, man. Yeah, think about it. I'm learning a lot about I'm I'm learning a lot about dialectics from The Sopranos, and now I understand. <laughs> And I learned a lot of it through this uh, AOC farting picture, which I don't think. That's <laughs> where I get my politics now. I really hope I didn't ruin my white pants with that one. <laughs> That's really funny. I also I I wish ever I wish when you when people farted I wish a big green stink cloud did come out. Man. Also, that fart was ripe and probably another reason for my constituents to vote for me. So this implies <laughs> that her constituents love to smell these big green farts. It's always a struggle. When it's it's hard out there as a woman because you always are, just, you know, you, you, you can't tell if you're um, you're successful because of your, your looks, your farts or your actual, you know, capability. Yeah, that, they call you a triple threat if you've got good farts. <laughs> Farts, looks, and, and talent, that's a triple threat, baby. <laughs> that's true. That's called that's that's, that's actually what the, woman. That's actually what the what Brazilians call a triple threat, I think. God. They love fart porn. Fucking A, dude. <laughs> oh man, oh man. I think that it, uh, Germans also, I think, are, are big fart porn fans. That seems like the thing they like. Probably. Probably. We need to go remember that you know how they do that that US uh like 
uh, porn search terms by state. I wonder what the most fart state is. <laughs> what is the highest fart state? The highest fart state? I have a feeling it's you Wisconsin. Think it's Cincinnati? The Cin- we already talked about the Cincinnati. You think it's Ohio? You think it's Ohio? All of Ohio. Oh, is- sorry. Not the, not the, you, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I was referencing Skyline Chili in Cincinnati, which is Ohio. I think Wisconsin is the biggest fart state. A lot of cheese there. A lot of there. cheese lot there. Of okay, here's my, here's my, here's my thing. A lot of cheese there. A lot of like weird like german and like uh like northern european types uh that moved to the midwest and right. that and also it's very cold there so they're probably like hot boxing like under their covers and stuff they're doing it like a dutch oven is, is my thought yeah. and and it's the classic thing you know they, they might pop over to michigan which i think has the highest per capita um farts. muslim population <laughs> yeah farts and so they're switching between eating these rich Mediterranean foods uh-huh. and, uh, and then lots of red meat and then and, and curds, dairy. dairy curds, like and cheese curds. curds, man. Juicy Lucy. You know, I'm, yeah, I went to Wisconsin. I've been to Wisconsin exactly once to interview for the company Epic. Ah, uh, the, uh, medical healthcare, like the insurance billing company. When I was That's like, so funny, I went to their big stupid campus, um, that is uh, horrific. And it's like the, it's like a giant campus uh, that they have. And part of it, uh, the parking is underground. So you don't have to step outside into the Wisconsin weather. It's like a little slice of Silicon Valley up in Madison, <laughs> Wisconsin. And everybody there seems right. pretty sad all the time um, b- because they're trapped inside of like, what is essentially a big Apple store underground. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's like, a, like, it's very weird. It's a very weird place. Don't go there. <laughs> Apple store really does give on. We like, there's something about being in an Apple store that just bumps me out. It, it is. It, it sucks the energy out of me. It feels like Morbius, the living vampire has drained my blood <laughs> and not in a good way. Like that. Um, yeah, don't go there, but uh, the cheese curds I had there were, uh, they were fine. They were fine. I guess. Okay. Alan, I think we should wrap up this episode. Uh, oh, hold on. I got to do one more thing. I got to look and see if we've got any reviews on iTunes. See, let me see. Did we get any new ones? Uh, no, we haven't. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know why you set yourself up for disappointment like that, dude. Hey, look, 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 look. Uh, I just want to, uh, there's a chance that we might've missed one, but, uh, that one, <laughs> the, the last time we read one, we did last week, read the one from, uh, six months like prior. So like we, I wanted to double check and be sure. So, you know, of course, of course, of course, of course. Uh, Russ, do you have anything you want to plug besides Sonic uh, coming out next week? Just cinema, just the theater. Go just, to the theater. Just go out and see the movies. Don't wear Not a mask. Driving, though. Don't wear a mask. <laughs> Don't wear a mask. You need to enjoy the movie properly. And if you if you're not getting the scents and the smell of the popcorn because it's getting blocked out by these nasty KN95s or whatever they're now, called. Now, what they could do, they could give you like a mask that has like like one of those horse feeding masks where that has like a little bag full of something at the end. And you could just fill, <laughs> you could just like stick your popcorn bag like on a mask, and you could just tilt your like head donkey? up. Like a donkey, like a donkey, yeah, donkey like a donkey. You like tilt your head up, and then you let the popcorn fall on your face. <laughs> I mean, sure, that's one way to do. It. That's that one feels way to like do it. a fetish thing too. Yeah, I mean, you are. Like, yeah, I am wearing my fucking like uh, my my fucking like horse bridle to the theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wearing a horse bridle, uh, blinders. <laughs> they just think I'm a big Uma Musume fan when I go to the fucking theater. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway. All right. Well, 
until next time, I guess. Live and learn. Live and learn. <laughs>